Mom. both the cats just because i'm home all the time now so they're like yeah oh my god um what's his name merlin is like is like communicating with us like we're like we're on his level well okay yeah it's, we need to get out of quarantine no I, no i'm serious <laughs> he's like talking this morning we would just be like hey what's up and he'd be like meow, 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 and he like did all these weird chirps that i've never seen him do ever and he was Ew, just he's going an alien. he was going for like two hours we would just like go about our day and turn and look at him and he'd be like meow, 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 meow. And we're like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> he's an cutest. alien you have an alien in your house um, yeah it was that's actually perfect cuz i'm talking about aliens today so that's ooh you are oh speaking of here's s'mores oh no it's simone hi baby simone bones simone's there. she just literally walked in into this fort and then stopped and looked at where you usually sit and then just looked at me and Aww. looked at where I usually sit. She's like, are you okay? Where's Corey? Like, just to yeah, make sure. She's, sh- like, <laughs> she's like, just so you know, Corey isn't here. <laughs> yeah, she's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> she's like, okay, dad, let's... mom's lost it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, help, son, help. Um, let's just do a quick announcement. Yeah, Very what's quick. our announcement? Um, If you haven't, if you don't follow us on Instagram, that's fine. Oh, Fuck yeah. you. Our Instagrams, anyways, has your sex life, obviously. But Duh. anyways, we posted an Instagram live today. Well, we attempted to post an Instagram live at first, then we failed. But then we figured it out the second time because Corey and I are actually both 60-year-old uh, boomers who can't figure out technology, yes. apparently. But anyways, uh, we are back. So the reason we didn't have an episode last week is because, obviously, like you guys, we are in quarantine all the podcast equipment's at my house, therefore we couldn't record because I, I couldn't get the the equipment to Corey. But I dropped off his equipment a few days ago, so that's yes. why we're finally able to record again. But we're back, no so breaks we're here. anymore. We're I mean, what else are we gonna do during quarantine except record like a million podcast episodes? So. I know I didn't even think to do your like plan is to like get some set up for future. I'm gonna totally yeah. do that, but I also yeah, probably I won't that- end up doing that. <laughs> but it'd be so nice because what be else so are we nice. even doing in that in right? that alternate universe you know utopian Corey. it's, it's nice mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my He's announcement that's all time. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're so organized and rich <laughs> in the alternate universe right <laughs> okay well let's get started yes so hey guys it's quarantine Corey here, and so oh, I yeah, introduce us have... to the podcast. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? We do have to introduce ourselves. It's time for our quarantine Corey introductions. <laughs> you go. Wah, wah, wah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? We are your quarantined hosts. I'm Channa. I'm Corey. And this is our very We're first... Distancing. We're social distancing because it's it's only, as of now. Yeah, we're not. If it was forced, we were quor- we'd be quarantined. 
so we're social. So welcome to the social distancing podcast. Yeah. As of right now, that might change. Who knows? But True. we could become. Quarantined. We are coming to you. Yeah, we could become quarantined any second now. But uh, hi, everybody. This is our first long distance podcast we've ever done. Yes. We didn't even realize that our last episode we recorded was our last in person episode for many, many, many months because yeah. Corey's moving in two weeks. Mm, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Sad. Enter so emoji. welcome everybody. Um, Enter yeah, so crying eggplant. Uh, our announcements are just that, like we're gonna be doing this weekly. We're coming out on Tuesdays. Um, in two or three weeks, when I move, that might change to a different date, but we'll keep you updated. Um, and then once that changes, it probably won't change again for a long for a long ass time. Um, yeah, we just gotta get used to like our new schedule with him not living here. Yeah, we might skip. Sad face, we might sad skip face. a week, but I don't think we will because it would be too fun. We could to like we could always do. record in advance too record, like, like two, what else yeah. are we doing um so yeah <laughs> let's just jump into my faggot fact right because we don't have any other announcements right yeah i forgot a fact go oh, excuse me oh my gosh that was a big burp did you hear that yeah of course i heard that i heard it and i saw it <laughs> i'm wet <laughs> hot okay so i have a semi-announcement plus the beginning of my faggot fact so my faggot fact today um, has nothing to do with what I told y'all last time for like the billionth time. So again, whenever I tell y'all I'm going to do something, <laughs> just ignore me, okay? Because <laughs> I'm drunk when yeah, half the time Yeah, fuck you, doing Corey. It. Yeah. So what I decided to do was like go in and list through some fun stuff that is corona related slash what I've been consuming to just help y'all with corona shit. Um I I like to do this. I like to make lists and shit like that. And if y'all don't like it, actually, so if y'all if y'all are like bored when I do some list shit like this, like send me like a message and like DM either our stuff and be like, quit doing lists of stuck stuff that you like. I only do that because the people who I listen to, the podcasters I listen to, I like them. <laughs> so when they and I I like who they are. <laughs> so like when they suggest something that they like to consume, like what media they like, I usually also like it. So this is why okay. I'm doing it. Well, here's the deal. If our listeners don't like us at this point, <laughs> my question is why well, are you here? <laughs> there's probably some weird like middle ground where you could like, you could like us in this situation, but like you don't like it when I'm like, Oh, watch this or, Oh, go listen to this podcast. You know, like some people don't like it but that's you know, true if enough people send me like fucking stop and just do regular shit then i'll do it but i like doing this because i think it's fun now is everyone's opportunity to cyber bully cory cyber bully the <laughs> so <out> everyone <laughs> you're like yeah you're like how bad do i suck yeah just oh, God, yeah. cyber bully the fuck out of me <laughs> put it in my butt <laughs> um okay so before we get before we continue on with this it's just that's what i'm going to do i'm going to tell y'all some films some podcasts and some tv shows that i listen to and watch um just because it, it's helped me get through this time and i've actually been doing pretty fine until about three days ago and like saturday sunday yesterday were like pretty bad and i'm good now like i started working out i got back into my workout shit we're Yay. doing well um so before that i've been really i've been into this uh website called letterboxd and that's like letterbox and then d like boxed at the end no ed just a d it's a film website that's basically uh, Facebook for just films. Um, I'm on it. Add me if you want to add me because I just love making a community of people. Because basically you just like write down uh, films that you like, that you saw, you rate them, you can review them. And it's just that. That's the entire social media website. It's just all about movies, I, not about you. It's fun. I, 
I think I have a letterbox. I think I created one like two, three years ago. Because you go through and you mark every movie you've ever seen. Yeah. And then you can like. And you can rate yeah. it. And then after rating it, you can also write a review and stuff like that. And it's really fun. Um, So I'm C. Dewey M. So that's like Corey Dewey Martin. That's my name. So it's C as in Corey. And then Dewey M. That, that's all it is. C. Dewey yes. M. F- so follow me there. Dewey is D-E-W-E-Y. Um, Follow me on that. Um, And then. Oh, yeah. So let's go to this shit. So first, I watched some Corona films. Um, I'm gonna go through these pretty quickly, except Ooh. for ones that I super like. But you never know. You know, I can never go through this shit quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the first one's The Faculty. Um, have you seen this, Channa? No, I haven't. Corey. Oh my god. Okay, so these are all Corona-related <laughs> films. Um, the Faculty is basically uh, the same writer of the Scream series. Um, Ooh, fun. Oh yeah, and it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, who did um, the Spy Kids films, and then did. Uh, Oh, there's another film that's more important that's more adult that I keep I'm not thinking of at this moment. It's fine. Uh hold up. Oh. Spy Kids is important <laughs> and it's adult. <laughs> because if of you, your age, Spy Kids is guys. important. I was a little bit too old for Spy Kids. I saw it and I was like, what the I, fuck was that? <laughs> the little hand guys, I was like little kid. I was like, I'm gonna do acid one day. <laughs> yeah, fuck those kids are fucking weird. Um so Robert Rodriguez, um, he also did the Uncle and Spy Kids, he did a spin-off series of the uncle and so it, it was like it was literally a spin-off two film series that are like super violent and super hardcore and then he did Ooh, um not once upon a time in mexico um what's the quentin tarantino's in it he wrote it vampires I mean, at a gas station antonio banderas is it once upon a time in mexico no <laughs> i don't think so it, it's I don't whatever think Quint- quentin tarantino you're thinking of the title Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I don't yes I don't and, but there, and there also is a film Once Upon a Time in the West um, what is it though it's vampires oh my god I'm literally pulling up letterbox to look at this really quickly it's fine mm-hmm. we'll, we'll move on doesn't matter um, basically this movie is just really funny it plays like a scream film but the whole thing is that the faculty has been in like infested by this alien parasite and so it's taking over the whole town when you have these like you know ragtag group of motley crew teens like trying to figure it all out elijah woods in it um it's crazy oh, it gets really good um carriers is is the next movie it's 2009 this one is a, a faculty is literally like a is like a five star four and a half star movie for me it's great it's awesome it's super fun if you like scream you will love this because kevin williamson who wrote scream wrote this film it's great um carriers is like a good film it has uh, chris pine in it and he it is like proof that he looks hotter just like a regular straight boy than all done up like a fucking um what do you call it hipster um Mm. it's good it's not super great but i think it's really fun and it it doesn't get too serious into like the quarantine shit then you have outbreak in 1995 which is really good um go watch it um it's like a just grandiose like 90s film with y'all have all seen like the monkey the monkey you know like the monkey gets a virus and then gives it to people and then everyone dies and shit like that and michael douglas is trying to save the world it's fine um wreck is really good have you you've seen wreck right did you see quarantine? Uh, sorry, I was drinking oh, you're a fine. giant oh, drink of white claw vodka, vodka claw. I see you. Um, no, I haven't really ever seen um like the quarantine like sickness movies like that because they've always like really freaked me out. Because I'm oh, like, this yeah. could be real, and like and here is. we are, and here we are, <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and it's real. <laughs> so I haven't really seen like I I literally don't know if I've ever seen like any like. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Well, this is a zombie. This is like a zombie film. 
Um, they read. Okay, it, I guess if you're gonna talk about zombies, like twenty day, twenty eight days later, twenty eight weeks oh, later, yeah, like we're that type of that. stuff I've seen. Okay, yeah. So Wreck is just like this. Wreck is. Um, it was a Spanish film that came out in 2007. It's really good. It's one of the most effective, scary zombie movies I've ever seen. And then they remade it in the States a couple years later, and they named it Quarantine, and it sucks ass. Like, Wreck is the better mm. one. It's the Spanish film. It's super be- good. Uh, then we have Cabin Fever from Eli Roth. Okay, so That's Cabin nice. Fever. Have you seen Cabin Fever? I think so. Okay, so basically the premise is it's like 2000 or 1999 or 2001, something like that. These teens go to a cabin in the woods – and they find some dead bodies, and then one of them gets this virus from the dead bodies that basically makes their skin start melting off. Ooh, sounds like an acid trip. No, it's me. crazy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's really bloody, but it's really effective, and probably like the only effective Eli Roth film for me. Sorry, I'm not a big Eli Roth fan. Um, I love his enthusiasm for horror, but I don't really like the movies he's done. Um, but I do like Cabin Fever. Um, next is Contagion. This is the film that Chana, you do not want to see. If your if your grandparent yeah. if your grandma wants to see it, tell her no. If your gra- if your mom wants to see it, tell her no. <laughs> do not. I'll watch tell this you film. right now, both of those people do not want to. see There's not enough Xanax in the world to make my yeah. grandma and my mom see Contagion. So this came out in 2011, and I'm sure this is most of people. This is like a lot of people are talking about this film right now, along with Outbreak a lot. Um, those are like the, probably the two biggest ones. Like, just don't watch this film. It came out on my when I was on the mission, and I when I got home, I watched it with my parents, like, the first week I got home. And I, like, like that – it was, like, one of the first times I've watched a movie, and I was, like, I have, like, anxiety about, like, our world. <laughs> like, it just made me freak out because it, it's so intense. It's Steven Soderbergh, so it's really stark, and it's stylish to a point because he did, like, the Oceans, the Oceans films um, and stuff mm. like that. But it's very stark and very just – uh, you just feel alienated and weird and disgusting because of how disgusting this Ugh. film is and scary it is. Um, then there's next. I put the 28 days and 28 weeks later. Uh, the first one, the 28 days, Classic. is super great. 28 weeks later is just as good. Danny Boyle did 28 days later. I think he pro- he I think he produced 28 weeks later. I don't remember. But yeah, those are the Corona films I watched. Um, and then I'm just going to quickly just yes. like, um, I'll talk about the movies, the other movies I wanted to say at the end of the, at the end of the show, just to talk about something. Um, and then I'll just give you all some podcasts and TV shows just to watch during this time. Um, so this is just more comfort stuff rather than like, uh, Corona films related. Um, so podcasts I listen to, I mention all the time. So this is a good time to mention them. I won't go too much into them. Um, the first one's Attack of the Queer Wolf. And it is just what it, it sort of is what it sounds like. It's basically these queer people who work at, um, Blumhouse Pictures, they all got together and made a podcast talking about queer films. And so they just pick them apart and look at them through the queer lens and just have a lot of fun. It's it's fucking hilarious. It's, it's just so fucking hilarious. Um, fun. Next is Shockwaves. This is the like penultimate like, uh, podcast, horror podcast that I listen to. These are people who are in the horror industry and have been for the past t- two decades talking about horror movies it's like if you want to listen to people talk about horror movies listen to this podcast shockwaves and then one and then um the next one is last podcast on the left i reference them they're basically a podcast like ours um and they're just also super fun and funny i would also listen to them if you like us you will definitely like them um then the last two are risk and here be monsters risk uh, with an exclamation point is just people doing stand up, but instead of comedy, they're telling these crazy ass stories. So if you enjoy our stories um, and how 
random off the wall and crazy, funny, sexual, or in- interesting they are, you'll love Risk and you'll love Here Be Monsters. Here Be Monsters is a more artistic uh, like look at it. Um, Wait, Corey, look at the camera. Oh, Simone. Simone. Simone, do you see? That's Corey. She's purring right now. Aww. Cute. She's like, hey, I hear Corey's voice. Um, yeah, she's like, hey. She's like, I'm here, bitch. Okay. Hello, tall one. So fast. Uh, last, I'll just go through some TV shows. Um, Mad Men and Lost. Duh. We don't need to duh. say much. We don't need to say anything else. We say that every. <laughs> we're like their number one sponsor. <laughs> um, and then Haunting of Hill House because that's like the best thing ever invented on TV. Um, yeah, we're like their number two sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would also say recent recent stuff that's come out. The Witcher, Castlevania, because season three for Castlevania oh. came out. It's actually really good. Season that was two. Good. Season two was okay. Season one was perfect. Season two was eh. Season three is great. I'm already loving it. My favorite part about season three, and this is not spoilers, but you see big old hentai titties at one point, and it's super fun. Oh my god, I haven't. I'm, I like, haven't Whoa! seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. You I'm haven't. So excited Just to watch ready. Chris watch that. <laughs> yeah. No, I wish I was next to Chris as that scene comes. Oh my on. god, I love hentai titties. <laughs> they're like they're like bigger than my mom's. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Um, and then the last two I want to say, uh, so again, like all of these that I'm saying are great TV, Mad Men, Lost, Haunting of Hill House, The Witcher, and Castlevania. They're all great. You will, you will love them. Um, then these two, these next two are just super fun. Um, pastime RuPaul's Drag Race is really good. And then because you're listening to our podcast and you like horror, listen to drag or watch Dragula. Dragula is basically RuPaul's, but a horror version of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's Fun. it's queens who do drag, but they do horror drag. The second and third season are on Netflix. The second season is not that polished yet. They didn't have enough funding, so it doesn't. It's a little grungy and not that fun i would just i would just watch season three it's really fun it feels like rupaul's a horror version of rupaul's um and then schitt's creek because schitt's creek is awesome because duh and then i'm done sorry so that was like a listing off of shit have fun all those things are great go have fun there are some activities distract yourself from reality Ooh, I have a uh, a PSA about quarantine life yes to kind of tag on to yours which i think is really important so I'm sure a lot of you guys are struggling with mental health right now. Like, we get it. We're there with you, too. Um, I saw, like, I'm sure just like me, like, your Instagram feed is, like, filled with all these people being, like, work out, eat clean, like, use this quarantine time to, like, become the better you and all of this. And, like, I was going through my Instagram feed and I started feeling, like, kind of shitty seeing all these people, like, you know, take advantage of this full quarantine life. So I saw this whole Instagram post from this, like, one like random blogger i don't remember who she is otherwise i'd totally give her credit but she was like hey like everyone stop making each other feel like shit if they can't like fully function during this quarantine like if they're not taking this quarantine and do like your skincare and like get better at makeup and do those like sit-ups and squats and this and that like that's okay like don't feel like you don't feel guilty or feel shitty about yourself if you can't do it right now, cause I have days where like I can barely get out of bed cause I'm just so overwhelmed and done with what's going on and that's okay. Just make sure that you're, you know, being healthy for you and just, you know, drink, drink water. That's the most important thing. <laughs> but I just want to make that PSA. You know, Instagram. My addition, my addendum to her PSA, fuck what she said. If you're not drinking water, drink some fucking water, you fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. Drink some water, you bitch, drink some wine, but Instagram's like, not super fun right now no agreed i actually am like i have been on i've been on facebook less than i am in normal life 
be after the first week since the first week i've been like i'm so done with facebook i just don't like yeah. i am still on instagram sadly but i'm just so done with face uh, facebook yeah and again like i my my like another addendum to that too is just like i when i was making this list like all the things i didn't want to go into them you know forever because i could talk about all of that for the rest of this podcast for the next hour and a half but all those are great things. They're none of, I mean, like, I guess, like, RuPaul's a little frivolous and Shit's Creek is a little, like, you know, just mindless viewing to a point. But they all have good things about them. Most of the things that I will tell, oh, and Castlevania. Most of the things that I'll tell you to, uh, like, watch are, have value to them. Those three probably have the least value. But at the same time, like, Shit's Creek and RuPaul is always very positive of, like, be yeah. who you are love yourself and like you know yeah. just continue being the best person that you can be and don't equate yourself to other people then it gives you those like warm happy feelings that we all kind of need right now because the world is very negative so <laughs> did you see so, that did you yeah. see the the damn meme i sent you this morning well oh which meme it's a Shit's creek meme oh yeah oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel personally attacked by that meme because that's how I feel like every goddamn five seconds. Yeah. Just waking up being like, what the fuck? <laughs> what does he I say? I love... can't even remember it right now. What does he say? Is he like, I'm having a mental. What does he say? I'm going to go to our Instagram right now. I am suffering. <laughs> I, am suffering. <laughs> I literally did that to Chris on Saturday. I like, well, I told you about this at, at work the other day when I saw you, when you dropped the shit off. Cause like I woke up and I was just like pacing around for a second. And I looked at Chris and I'm like, this is hard. I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, the memes are getting negative. The this isn't are a getting- good time yeah, anymore. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So that's my faggot fact. Well, yay. Okay, spooky scoop. I'm going to go through mine real quick because they are not fun. Oh, shit. Spoiler alert. My stuff's never fun. Oh, shit. I mean, they're, it's not like I'm talking about, like, sex trafficking not fun. I mean, I'm just I'm just listing off the last two types of cults. And this is a lot of information. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so here we go. The last two types of cults I'm going to talk about are racist cults and Jesus. terrorist cults. Yeah, but they're they're pretty quick explanations because they're pretty obvious with what they are based mm-hmm. off of their names. So a racist cult, you know, that's a cult or an organized group of people with the same racist beliefs. The most classic example that you can think of is the the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK, um, which arose in the American South after Civil War. Um, the KKK says that they are Christian and they want to purify the world. Um, and at its peak in the 1920s, there were more than 6 million members of the KKK, Jesus. which I don't know it ever got that high. Um, I may or may not do an episode on the KKK one day because they're so, like, motherfucking triggering, but they're so, like, awful <laughs> with everything they've done. And it, like, really is, like, true crime because they're just the worst people ever. But uh, that's, like, the classic example of a racist wait, cult, wait. which is a group of individuals that share racist beliefs and they... You know, I have, have a, a whole I have a question around that. I have I a question. Answer. Well, maybe. Um, so you, so you, does, was that like around 1920, there were 6 it million bet- members? It was between like, it said 1920s to 19, like 25. They said there was anywhere between four to 6 million. Like, Oh my gosh. Year, In 1920, were there were only 106 million people. So that's like 5% of the population. About 5% of the population were, like, uber racists. Yeah. like Damn. Like, 
he, like lynching, like you name it, like they've done. Damn. It's like w- that's horrific acts. So that's that's racist cults. I mean, it's very obvious like what they are, just based off the the name, the term racist cults. Next one, terrorist cults. Also, fairly obvious <laughs> with the term. Um, terrorist cults are basically destructive cults with political and or religious views, which advocates <clears throat> violence. Um, so members are made to think that, you know, it's us versus them. They demonize their enemies. So members are more likely to use violence when necessary or if asked because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the world a favor because, like, they're the enemy. They're nothing but the enemy. We're the good ones. Um, in the book Jihad and Sacred Vengeance, um, Psychological Undercurrents of History, that's a very long book Damn, title. Yeah. Um, psychiatrist Peter A. Olson <laughs> compares Osama and Osama bin Laden to certain cult leaders, including Jim Jones, which we have talked about multiple times. Uh-huh. Um, and he refers to Osama bin Laden as like a destructive cult leader, um, very similar to Jim Jones with like, you know, how charismatic he was and how he was able to get a group of people to do some pretty gnarly, gnarly shit. In an article on Al-Qaeda published in the Times, journalist Mary Ann Sieghart, maybe, um, she wrote that Al-Qaeda resembles like a classic cult, commenting, in quotes, Al-Qaeda fits all the official definitions of a cult. It indoctrinates its members. It forms a um, closed totalitarian society. It is self-appointed messianic and charismatic leader, and it believes that the ends justify the means. So it's like a pretty classic cult, like a terrorist cult. So, anyways, that is the those are the definitions of a racist cult and a terrorist cult. Thank you, Spooky Scoop. Done. Well, Boom. fun. That was a fun Spooky Scoop. I had fun. Yeah, racism <laughs> and terrorism, super fun. fun. Super <laughs> fun. <laughs> we should make a book. Racism, terrorism, super fun. Um, super, okay. super fun. Super fun. Um, okay, let's go to my supernatural segment. Let's do this. Yes. Okay, so mine today is on the Trussex, Loch Lomond, and the Dover's Inn haunting. Okay, so what are those words? What did okay. those words mean, Channa? Well, those are three different, entirely different places. Okay. So, the legendary Dover's Inn and Pub is one of Scotland's most haunted places, located in Einvernarn and whatever, at the northern tip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, there's a League of Legends champion called Ivern, but this is Einver. (laughs) Einver, Einvernarn, I think it's Einvernarn, at the northern tip (laughs) of Loch Lomond. Okay, so this is a pub located in Einvernarn at the northern tip of Loch Lomond. (laughs) It is the largest, which is the largest or the second largest lock in all of the UK, second to Loch Ness. Okay, the lock Ooh. and inn are also located within within the Loch Lomond and Trussex National Park, which is a splitting, which is a sprawling series of wooden glens, hills, and lochs in central Scotland. So naturally, this wooden wilderness is ripe with mysterious legends and mythical creatures, as well as tied to the stories of some of Scotland's most famous historical individuals. Um, like William Wallace, Mary the Queen of the Scots, and the, a guy named Rob Roy uh, McGregor. Have you? Do you know that guy? Wait, re-say the name. Uh, so there's William Wallace. We know who William Wallace is. Mary Queen of the Scots. We've heard of that bitch. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, the last one is Rob Roy McGregor. Rob Roy McGregor. All I can think of is Ewan McGregor. I know. That's oh all I can god, think of. Right. I've been. Oh my god. So like side note. It- <laughs> 
<laughs> porn. <laughs> you, you had porn hub, you type in I've just Ian been, McGregor. So like, it's just like I, Star Wars episode like one porn. <laughs> no, I'd be so mad. That's like the least attractive Ewan McGregor. Oh, exactly. He's like the weird little pony, like oh the weird God. little braid. Hell is sitting on a couch with a TV full of porn of Ewan McGregor from Star Wars 1. <laughs> that it is like, hell. It's like... Obi-Wan gets fucked by Jar Jar. <laughs> like, I would rather be, like, I don't know, at a fucking homophobic convention. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're all gay at the homophobic convention. <laughs> of course you want to be there. So true. Why wouldn't you? Oh, my God. So many orgies. <laughs> so many orgies. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, my side note is I've been on such an <laughs> Ewan McGregor kick right now. I just like he's like okay, one y'all, this is <laughs> this is news. Breaking news. He surpasses Jake Gyllenhaal and Bradley Cooper and Ryan Gosling for me. Well, he's okay, this like, is breaking news. This is breaking news. Like, okay, Jake Gyllenhaal's like a super super close second, but he's just so beautiful and his hair is like the most beautiful hair. And his smile is the most beautiful smile. And then he, he can sing. And it's just yeah. like, like, I want to be your fucking husband. Like, can I be like your unofficial husband? We don't even have to have sex. I can just like be in your house. You're like, like I just want to look at you. Yeah, he's like a bottle of wine. Make he's you lunch every day. Getting better with time. Jeez, right? Yeah. And then you eat it off my penis. Exactly. He's getting better with age. Every he year is. he's getting hotter. It's crazy. I Good know. for him. It's so fucking crazy. Like when I saw him in um Doctor Sleep, I was like, God damn. Just like oh, when he like the beginning where he's like the troubled guy with like the beard. I was like, fuck. Just fucking You're ugh. like, slap me in the face and just spit in my mouth. Exactly. Oh my god. So so I watched train spotting for the first time in my goddamn life. Um, oh, fun. And then I watched Train Spotting too, and then I watched Beginners and shit. That that's all side note. Okay, back to back to this. Wait, fucking... we need we need to go back to the store. <laughs> I know, y'all. If you, if you can't tell, we're trying to do this podcast in an hour and forty minutes, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and we haven't talked to each other in two weeks because for whatever reason, social distancing for me also means I haven't talked to anybody. Exactly. On Facebook Messenger. Like you talk to Jordan and your cats, and I talk to Chris and Merlin. Like that's all. Yeah. That's all I talk to. <laughs> Same, same, but different, Corey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, all you have to know is that the Trussecs are an area uh, of these sprawling, um, just wooded wilderness. And there's like valleys and, and, and hills, almost mountainous hills. So okay. in, in this area, there are many locks, which are lakes. Um, there's many lakes. Um, and then um, and one of them is Loch Lomond. And then also at the tip of this lake in the Trussecs, there is an inn called Drover's Inn. So those are the three different places I'm talking about. Okay. 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 So let's just start with the Trussecs because I'm just going to go over some fun little tidbits just to give you some feel of the place and the feel of like the mythology of the place. Okay. Ooh. So, well, what type of pasties should I be wearing right now? Um, Like folklore pasties. What are your folklore okay. pasties? Wait, do we, we, we need a different item, not pasties. Or do you want to do pasties? Well, we ha- we so far have like put on we your have folklore sets like, of pasties. What what do we do with folklore stuff? What item do we want to put on our bodies for folklore? Like, I don't know. Headdresses. Like it. Like it. Ooh, yeah, a headdress. Would What's be your good. folklore headdress? Ah, uh, okay. This is a lot of pressure for me all of a sudden. Well, every time someone says folklore, you can like, take all I can you can take of... your time if you would like because I'll just edit. I'll edit the pauses. All. 
all I can think of whenever someone says folklore is like intertwining like twigs with really pretty like small green leaves and Ooh. white flowers like popping out. Yes. And so I think my crown would kind of look like that. So it would be intertwining like really delicate looking like branches with <gasps> yes. gr- like pops of green, pop of like white and like maybe even some like daisies in it. And uh, yeah, that's it. Just like very like kind of creepy, but kind of cool. Ooh. Like wood Jesus uh, cr- like shit. Oh yeah, head. you have thorns <laughs> and they're like bleeding from your forehead and you're ripped as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, also, did I mention I'm, I have a six pack? Yeah, did you mention China's <laughs> is thin, she has a six pack? Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have, well, as soon as I put on the crown, I have a Chana, six pack. oh it's my crazy. God, wait, do that, do that motion again? Chana! Oh. Wait, oh, wait, oh, oh my oh. god. Jordan's about to get a boner. Ch- no, Chana, look. Like, okay, keep that pose. I can't see myself, Corey. I, I know, Ooh. but I, you have you now have a, a divot between your deltoid and your bicep. Thank you. Yeah, it's bitch. Push-ups a couple times get a week. It. Get it. <laughs> I have been working out during quarantine, believe it or not. Fuck yeah. Well, my workouts I have been started. very lame, though. It's oh. just like I go on a walk and I like... I make sure I, I well I try to walk every few days. Okay, we're not gonna talk about that. Okay, we'll okay. talk about that privately okay, sorry, between yeah, the two sorry, of us. Guys, sorry guys, we have not seen each other. <laughs> I know, and we haven't talked, which yeah. is super weird. <laughs> we just need to call each other on the phone. Yeah, we're we adults. should have, we should have talked to each other for like an hour before we recorded. <laughs> okay, we really should have. Okay, where the okay my headdress, my folklore headdress. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the most is, important thing. Yeah, so my folklore headdress is just like. It, it's it's similar to yours where it's like made of wood but first what it is is this open just this grandiose beautiful like gandalf in Minas Tirith when he's looking up like lore shit you know in, in the fucking whichever movie that happens in <laughs> <laughs> one of the five hour movies one of the five hour movies that we all love um it's a book just on top of my head and then sprouting out of the book is this beautiful tree that has will-o'-wisps and fairy lights just floating around it that's it that's my Ooh, fucking yours headdress. is much prettier than mine. Yeah, I fucking Wait, love fairy it. lights were an option. I want to add. Oh God, I want to yeah. do the add-on for nine dollars ninety-nine cents of fairy lights <laughs> for sixty-nine for for four four hundred twenty dollars and sixty-nine cents. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna add yeah. the fairy light add-on. Yeah, you can, you can do that. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> so those are our headdresses. It, y'all think about your headdresses and then send us a extremely detailed version of that and our. To our ahyslpodcaster.com. <laughs> yeah, with with nudes. <laughs> I actually. Want oh my you god! To be please naked. send nudes. I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you haven't sex. I, oh my god! Like yeah, you weeks? have had sex. I haven't. Oh, channel. I've had channel. Oh my god! How long has it been? What? <gasps> Tell me. Moment of silence, it's been everybody. Six weeks and two days. <laughs> six weeks? That's not real. There's it, no way. We recorded like three weeks ago or four weeks ago. That's real. Six weeks? Well, okay. Six? Maybe it was the 23rd then. One, two, three. Okay. It's been five weeks and two days. Holy fuck. Yeah. Have you just been masturbating like a motherfucker? That's crazy. <laughs> Almost certainly yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I have no control yeah. anymore. <laughs> you just hear- <laughs> the whole for the entire duration of the podcast you hear like oh masturbating in the background i literally watched can i can i be real right now can i be real right now Duh. <laughs> i literally watched a documentary last night that was called bottom 
<laughs> and it is literally it is literally actually on letterbox somebody's somebody's review was uh like you know that you do the asterisks where it's like in tyra banks voice okay you know get that oh yeah so it was like yeah. an asterisk tyra banks voice give me a porno but make it a documentary <laughs> oh my god and that's literally what it is it's about a porn a, a bottom guy in new york who just like wants to be fucked and be a cum dump and so he just gets fucked and it's this guy recording him getting fucked like all the time so that's what i watched last night and i literally watched like 50 minutes of the hour and 30 minute documentary that's, that's a, how you horny made it a long ways that's how horny i am <laughs> <laughs> oh i did yeah <laughs> um so i like i heard through the meme the meme universe that like everyone that a lot of people in grinder are like trying to set future like fuck dates up is that true are people just trying to be like hey i'm like april oh i'm actually i'm just so not interested because i don't want to think bad of people i I don't know i i I pop on i haven't even been on a grinder but i pop on to scruff and when anybody's like hey come over i'm immediately disgusted because it's so selfish so yeah, I'm just like, totally. whatever, and I get off. So I haven't actually really been on at all. Good, Corey. Yeah. Good. Good example. Um, I, and I haven't. I haven't, like, done. So, like, the last time is, like, I went to go see Carl, and then uh, the next two weekends after Carl, I had sex with, with the couple, and then that was the last time I had sex. So I think it was, like, the 23rd of February is the last time I had sex with somebody. Crazy. I, I literally still can't I didn't believe we're in March. Sex. <laughs> what? Oh, I, I said I still can't believe we're in March. It's okay. It's almost over. I still can't believe that we're like in the middle of Scotland. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're on like what page one of your notes? <laughs> um, yeah, we're on page one of of four. <laughs> it's okay. I have ten pages of notes. Y'all just ten. y'all just deal with this. Like you're bored, you can listen to us in the background talk about this random shit. Yo, what else are you doing what, what right else now? Are you fucking doing you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so we just bully everybody into listening We're like fuck it you fucking in, cut we turn into a bully when i get bored i turn into a bully <laughs> okay so I let's talk about my the... vodka white claw <laughs> ew you have a vodka white claw mix yeah ew. have you not heard me talk about this the whole time i thought you said you had two shots of vodka and then you're drinking a white claw no, I had two shots of vodka in my... You can't taste the vodka at all. I have the black cherry white claw. It's a good one. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's a strong one. That's a strong flavor. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, again, we're talking about the Trussex, which is a whole region in the central <laughs> of, of of Scotland. And then within that region, there are multiple <laughs> valleys and la- wooded lakes. Um, one of these lakes is Loch Lomond. And then at the northern point of Loch Lomond is the Drovers Inn. Okay? All I'm going to talk okay. about specifically Loch Lomond a bit and then a little bit of the Trosex and then we're going to get into the main haunting which is the inn okay okay yes okay I'm gonna shut the fuck up now there are places uh so naturally you can see I'm gonna backtrack a teeny bit just to get us back in naturally you can see that this wooded wilderness is ripe with mysterious legends and mythical creatures okay as well as is tied to some of Scotland's most famous historic individuals that we went over we went over these people, William Wallace, y'all have heard of, Mary Queen of the Scots, you've heard of, and then Rob Roy McGregor. We got onto the whole McGregor. <laughs> and McGregor and here we are. <laughs> 20 here. minutes later, here we are. <laughs> okay. So he is actually like a badass motherfucker. He's basically Scotland's Robin Hood. He lit- like literally, he, he, nice. he, had a, he got a loan from some landlord, some like lord, 
and and then he couldn't pay it back and when he couldn't pay it back he basically just became a scoundrel and then got together these band of people and they would just like rob the rich and feed the poor like he's literally scotland's robin hood just because he couldn't pay his rent <laughs> yes so, well, like, i mean that's gonna be all of us so that's in, like, gonna be all weeks, of us right? literally yeah so everyone take a, take a page out of robert roy mcgregor's book okay um, yeah. So let's talk about the Trussocks. So this is a whole region area. It's literally like a third, two thirds of Scotland. Okay. Um, there are places with names like Goblin Mountain. There are specific islands where the Lady of the Lake are said to live, like the Lady of the Lake from the Arthurian legend. Um, it's also considered to be the land of fairies. It's, it's okay. just Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and, no, literally, right? <laughs> um, okay. There's also, just outside of the borders of the Trussex, there's the famous Stirling Castle, which is pretty much the center of Scottish history. Um, I will actually probably do a whole episode on Stirling Castle, and because as well as being like intense Scottish history, there's a lot of ghosts that are in, you know, intertwined with the castle. Um, so let's talk about two main, you know, equivalent of cryptids, but just like magical creatures that you would find in the Trussex. So there's one called the Kelpies. Um, they're said to take the form of a horse. Um, but they could also take a form of a human, but they mostly would do it uh, to take a form of a horse. And they would use it uh, with their intense beauty as a horse to lure people to start riding them. Um, they'd also find people oh. in need of help, people that were stranded on the moors of Scotland. And they would come up to them and be like, hey, I'll take you to safety. And they would act like they were being, you know, controlled by the human. And then they would immediately just like take them to their lock where the Kelpie lives and dive into the water and then drink, drag them down into the depths of the lock and then eat them. Whoa, okay. That escalated real fast. Super I was quickly. like, how cute. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, so like think like Frozen 2, <laughs> but it fucking drags you down underwater and eats you. Okay? Yeah. And uh, by the way, Frozen, Frozen 2, 2. sucked dick. If you think it's good, you're yeah, an asshole. I, I still haven't seen Frozen 2 because you don't of need your to. review you don't and Jordan's need review. To. You don't fucking need to. It's boring as fuck, and there's, like, no plot whatsoever. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to watch it now, so next week I'll be like, yeah, it's boring as fuck. Well, it's a no Disney plot. movie, so, like, the the hero's only as good as the villain, and there's, like, no villain. Um, mm. Okay. You know, I just I just watched uh, Sister Act, which is, you oh know, a Disney God. movie. Yeah. For the very first time two nights ago. It is such a good heart warmer. Oh, <laughs> it is cute. so cute. I haven't seen that I was, since I was little. If you want to start like dancing, you'll dance. I was like dancing to Jesus music, and I was like, "What's happening?" Yes. But it's it's a good time. I I twerked, I twerked to Jesus. Because Whoopi Goldberg told you to dance to Jesus music. It's true. Okay, so the next it's one are true. called selkies. They're basically the same. Um, they were, but they were more like sirens, as we think of as sirens, like in Greek mythology, where they were they more took the form of beautiful people that lived on land. Um, they were, but they were seals in their lock when they lived in their lock. That's what their, that was their true form. Um, basically they would lure dis like literally sexually dissatisfied men and women <laughs> into the sea or into their lock. And they would take them as their husbands or wife and trap them down there in their seal society forever. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to fuck seals and live in the sea forever, there you go find yourself there a you selkie. go <laughs> that's someone's fucking kink that's it that's literally someone's kink we described it that is <laughs> someone's like masturbating right now they're like oh god they called me out <laughs> <laughs> okay um so let's go let's move on um so basically this place the the trussics there are a lot of little legends and folklore and basically this is just a like you know a gateway into Scottish lore. I've already talked a little bit about Scottish lore when we talked about the Eshi and talked about Irish folklore, but we don't need to go into oh, Scottish yeah. folklore. Yeah. Um, so let's go, let's move on and let's like 
focus more in go you know like on those like spy movies beep, 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 and we're like focusing in <laughs> on lock lomond <laughs> add that sound effect right now Corey. add that sound effect <laughs> and then you have the tick 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 tick, tick, tick like the typewriter text coming across wow. like lock lomond you- <laughs> you should put your own homemade sound effects on SoundCloud to see if they make it into like Hollywood movies. Oh you my hear, god! Like, beep, 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 Corey in the background of like James Bond. Beep, 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 I'm just beep, like beep. naked with like a glass of wine in front of me. <laughs> okay, so Loch Lomond. Yeah. Um, in Loch Lomond, just like the lo- like Loch Ness, uh, there is a monster with Loch Lomond. Some eye- eyewitnesses describe the creature as being. Similar to the Loch Ness, which is basically a Peleosaur-like creature. Plesior. Oh, my God. Tyler's, like, fucking slapping me upside the head right now. Oh, yeah. Tyler's Peleo- slapping me that big yeah, old dick he's like, right I now. Fucking know. It's like a Peleosaur-like creature. Um, but others say that it looks like a crocodile. And I actually saw that account three times where I saw the Peleosaur or Pleosaur, uh, like, once or twice. Um, so people basically say this looks like, you know, think like like the movie Lake Placid, where's that large ass, like, you know, crocodile in that lake. And um, that's basically what's going on at Loch Lomond, okay? Several eyewitnesses in 1997 said they saw a 12-foot-long beast eating ducks in Loch Lomond. And then I'm going to read from an article that appeared, um, that appeared in the local press, okay? So it says, Croc Lomond Monster, Mystery of Beast Caught on Film by Ryan Whoa. No... Notarangelo. <laughs> okay, so th- I'm going to read like half of the recording of what of this eyewitness. It says, A mystery monster has been seen gobbling ducks in Loch Lomond, the 12-foot-long beast. Now captured on video has left scientists baffled. One even said it looked like a giant crocodile. The SSPCA chiefs yesterday confirmed they had received several reports about a new Nessie. A five-minute film of the beast had been shot by pals making a pop video on the banks of Loch Lomond near Roerden. Uh, Eidenberg freelance, thank you, Eidenberg freelance uh, journalist Nick Taylor, thank you, Nick Taylor, wearing a basic-ass name, <laughs> who thank owns you, the Nick film, Taylor. said, When the group were, were packing up, they discovered this creature swimming in the water. The thing was gliding through the water slowly, but it often picked up speed and swam against the tide. They got quit quite a shock. Uh, especially when it started to swim towards them at one point. They thought it looked like some giant crocodile or alligator. They basically went on to say it's scared, and then it's basically the end of the fucking account. Okay. So that is the most, like, official accounts I could see of Loch Lomond Monster. Basically, it's this huge-ass alligator-like creature that lives in the loch. Um, and the only reports is the thing is that the, lo- the Loch Ness Monster gets so many, has you know, has such notoriety that they've done actually a lot of reports about it and they've done a lot of scientific research to see if it exists because people you know at one point really thought that oh maybe it is like a leftover dinosaur or dinosaur like creature that survived in this you know very deep lock because the lock ness is very is like i think it's like almost unnaturally deep for for Ooh. for being on the uk or being for the island of britain um so that's why they were like a treat uh, they they have like super uh researched it however People haven't really searched or researched Loch Lomond scientifically at all. So it just adds to the mystique of it all because they haven't scientifically Ew. disproved it. Whereas Loch Ness, you know, they've had scientific stuff all over that shit. So, like, it doesn't exist, you know? You know what would be fun? It would be fun for us to take, like, the most classic, like, folklore, like, cryptid tales. Like, like Loch Ness Monster and Sasquatch and things like that. 
and just like combine them into one of our combo episodes because those, those are the most classic ones and those ones can be so easily discredited but it's oh, still so yeah. fun to like review the stories that would be a good combo episode oh yeah there is like a huge um and actually this is a fun like little connection um uh, uh one of the podcasts i told y'all to look at is called here be monsters it literally has nothing to do with monsters or cryptids it's more just a artistic view into very specific story like very focused stories of the nuances of people's interests that's basically the best way to explain the podcast um and one of them is actually about monsters is about um like the sprawling focus of focus and like business of the sasquatch or the bigfoot in america and it's actually a really cool dive and he just goes it's just really cool y'all should listen to hebrew monsters because it's just like he takes this very focused look at literally anything but it always has to be very it always has to have like interesting like quirky people surrounding the focus and then he just dives deep into it and like into a rabbit hole that's fun and it's very well done it's very artistic it's one of the most artistic and well done podcast like well produced podcasts i've ever listened to um but they but he does a whole thing about the uh, sasquatch it's really interesting is Sasquatch um, and Bigfoot the same? The same. It's just Sasquatch is more like the north, uh, like the northwestern, like the Pacific Northwest uh, name for it, whereas Bigfoot is more the south, mm. like name for I'll it. I'll never forget when we did acid together and we were sitting out there like in the dark ass forest yeah. of like of like Utah mountains and you told me the story about your mom and we sat there in silence <gasps> looking oh, at the know. flames and I like could swear to God I heard like people around like something stomping around us and I was like I'm not having fun anymore <laughs> no like y'all okay y'all like quick side note because it's not it has to deal with hot men like Ian McGregor so my mom is the most like she doesn't care what people think about her. She doesn't need people's attention. She doesn't want people's attention. She does her own thing. She's very skilled in what she does. She does a lot of crafts and like artistry stuff. She became a nurse after b- being a full-time mom. Um, yeah, like, she's, she's a certified she's badass. A fucking, she's literally a fucking badass. Um, but she still swears badass. to this day when she was in her teens because she grew up in Bellingham, Washington, that she and her friend saw the Sasquatch. Like, and she, she hates it being brought up because she hates the attention that it gives her. And she hates the like criticism that it brings because of people like you really saw Sasquatch watch, but she really, she is never one to tell a story or, you know, have people pay attention to her for just pay attention's sake. But she really yeah. like believes she saw the Sasquatch or like encountered the Sasquatch when she was like 17 in the Wasatch mountains. Oh, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah so Corey told me that story while we're on acid and i was like <laughs> oh my god You're like, Thanks, i was bitch. like sitting there i was like we're fucked we're fucking fucked yeah. um so now let's move on from uh let's do our <laughs> focus <laughs> that just sounds like the news release shit but it's not i'm trying to be like the <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really killing it on the sound effects today. <laughs> okay, we're focusing in on the northern part of Loch Lomond. And the northern part of Loch Lomond, as I said before at the beginning, there is a hamlet or town known as Einverarnen. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we already go through this name? Yeah, we did. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Make a fucking easier name, you goddamn Scots. <laughs> Yeah, goddamn, fuck you. You didn't think about how two white-ass Americans would be saying your town name in 2020? Jesus (laughs) Christ. Fuck you. (laughs) Okay, 
we're going to go to the Drover's Inn. Drover's Inn, the only little history I could get to with it. Oh, so take your like folklore hats off and everything. We're just going to a basic ass on. You can put your ghost pasties on if you would like. Um, so the Drover's Inn, the only little history I have is that the Drover's Inn was established in 1704. And it was established basically because the Drover's Inn was used by Highland cattle merchants known as our Drover's. Um, who every year made a pilgrimage basically from their, you know, from like herding sheep or herding uh, cattle, mostly uh, just, you know, moo cows, um, and drive their cattle down the side of Loch Lomond into the markets of the lowlands of Scotland. So basically, just to give you some geography, because I fucking love geography. Um, yes. Pony geography, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Scotland is broken Minor up bumpy. Uh, into like cultural, not political or, and not official regions, but there's the lowlands of Scotland and the highlands of Scotland. You have always heard this in movies referred to as the lowlands or highlands of Scotland. You have like, if you've not paid attention to that, you're fucking bitch. Okay. Um, so the highlands of Scotland basically begin at the Southern central point of Scotland where, the trussecs begin and it goes northern okay those are the highlands the lowlands is where like you know you have Edinburgh, you have uh, glasgow and that's the southern point like the southern third of scotland basically before you get into england and do all that shit okay so basically all the highlander cattlemen drovers would p- make a pilgrimage every year and drive their cattle cattle Mostly down the side of, or, you know, down to the lowlands. One of the main, uh, you know, bottleneck points was at the northern point of Loch Lomond. And so that's where they made drovers in because they would drive their cattle near a body of water. So they could, you know, the cattle could do what they do near water as they made the trek down to sell their cattle. Okay. So that's the only okay. history of drovers in. Cool. Oh, we're going to do one more point of history in a little bit. <laughs> oh, my Ooh. history paces are it's ready. It's, like it's relevant to prepped. a story. Okay. Okay, so yeah. let's just jump in the hauntings of Dover's Inn. Okay, it's a fucking inn. It's a pub. It's an inn. It sounds really good. I actually re- really want to go there. Fuck yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, maybe we'll see <laughs> Ian McGregor. Actually, Gerard Butler has stayed at this inn. <gasps> fuck yeah. Lake Gasp. Yeah, Lake hot, Gasp. Hot, hot, hot. Fuck me, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, fuck uh. me, fucking, fucking King Leonidas. Fucking Spartan. And while we're here, fuck you, Tyler. For saying you like Raul more than fan of the opera. Oh my God, That's Tyler! You. Shame, shame, <laughs> shame! <laughs> I shame, ring a bell. Shame. I ring a bell and say shame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the haunting or the happenings before we get into the actual hauntings that have like a story, like a like you know, like a, a you know, a narrative to them, um, as we always do. Uh, so the first one is a woman uh, once recorded taking a picture of her daughter uh, when they were at Drover's Inn, just staying there. Uh, when she took the picture, um, in the background, there was a pale little girl in a dated pink dress. And it's bitch. obviously like that bitch is a ghost. There were no other children there that day. The person swears there was no other children. Sorry, I had a burp. You could That's see. a ghost. That's a motherfucking demon. That's a motherfucking <laughs> demon. <laughs> that bitch a demon. <laughs> yeah. Um, after one stay in the jacuzzi room, because there's a, a specific jacuzzi <laughs> room, because fuck yeah. Yeah, if wow, I was a ghost, this, I would haunt that fucking room. Yeah. <laughs> I'd no be like, homo. I want to watch have so many people have sex in that jacuzzi while I'm in the jacuzzi. <laughs> You're like, woo, <laughs> ghost orgy. They don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, so after one stay in the jacuzzi room, one woman reports waking up with bruises all over her body, even though she slept soundly that entire night. This woman also reports that she stayed in the room, in room six. Um, and I'll get back to her reports later. 
And there's also another Ooh. ghost of a girl that haunts this place as she died there from smallpox. People may think she is the dated girl, the girl in the dated pink dress. People will also just see her, though, in the pub as they're running around. They'll see her at the corner of her eye. She'll push over uh, benches and chairs. Or not benches, but chairs, bar stools, shit like that. Um, she's one of the only ghosts that I saw in my accounts of the, like, 10, you know, 10 to 20 things that I looked at. Um, where she's one of the only ghosts that really interacts with people in the pub area. Okay. In the time of the pilgrimage, uh, so in time of the pilgrimage, the warring class of Scotland would basically attack these merchants. So as I explained earlier, when these when these people were coming down and like you know bringing their cattle down the side of of the Loch Lomond and trying to sell their cattle to the uh, lowlands of Scotland. Um, yeah. At this time, there were warring classes of Scotland and clans of Scotland. Um, that would basically attack these people and steal their cattle. There were these people are called merchants or drovers. Um, because of this, a lot of people have been killed on the land, um, and killed on the land specifically surrounding the inn. And so people will also have reports of seeing lone, bloodied Scotsmen staring at them from the distant misty moors. There's like really what fun accounts fuck? of people like being like, I woke up in the middle of the morning and I like wanted to go out and like just like look out on the lock and just see this pretty like Scottish you know, morning with, with mist <laughs> and fog. But then I saw and this whiskey. like, yeah. And whiskey. Um, but then I saw <laughs> this, like, I saw this like really scary figure of a bloodied Scotsman on the moor staring at me intensely, you know, who knows if that happened, Man. but it was very like, you know, interesting to worry. It sounds way more interesting than my quarantine mornings. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> very true. Very true. Way more interesting. I woke up and fought back tears and intense thoughts of <laughs> anxiety and, and dread. <laughs> and then I masturbated. <laughs> and then I masturbated to fucking Ian McGregor. <laughs> and now we know how Corey wakes up every morning. Now I wake up every morning. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's get to the first, the first um, story. Okay. So this first Yay! story, this first story brings along with it some herstory. Okay, so in the late yes. 18th century, in the winter of 1792, um, there was a family that was forcibly removed from where they lived. They were forcibly removed from where they lived because they were moved forcibly removed during the time of the year of the sheep. So 1792 is known in Scotland as the year of the sheep because of sort of a a domino effect of events. So let me, okay. This is the history that we're talking about. Okay. So before 1792 in the middle ages, before before 1792 in the middle ages, you have what is known as feudalism. Okay. Um, We all know, we know the basic system of feudalism. You have serfs or peasants that live on the land owned by a Lord or a landlord who owns the land. And basically they are protected by the Lord and his uh, militia, whatever you want to call it. Um, while at the same time they, you know, develop crops and products for him and give to him in, you know, in form of payment so that he can make some more money and pay off the government, et cetera, whatever. I don't know how all that works, whatever. Um, so with feudalism, there is something that, that is called the open field system. Basically what this means is the Lord owns, let's just say a thousand acres and 300 of those acres is where these serfs live. Okay. So, okay. What happens is the transition from the Middle Ages into colonialism slash 
um, the beginning of capitalism and the beginning of like mercantilism. I don't know what the official word would be. I actually like talked about this with, with Chris and we laughed because we don't know like the official word, but the beginnings of capitalism <laughs> where like you can see, you can make a good and you can produce a good and you can go sell that good and get money from it. Okay. So basically these Lords or these landlords are like, Hey, we can make a shit ton more money if we buy a shit ton of cattle, cattle and or sheep and then put them on the land that we have and then drive out these serfs that we have because the serfs mostly pay us in goods while at the same time semi pay us in money because the goods that we, you know, we have, we take some of what we need and then we sell the rest, but we can make a shit ton more money if we just become, you know, livestock people. And so basically what they happen is these things called clearances, which had a very derogatory, a derogatory uh, connotation to them is when uh, basically serfs were driven from their lands in the form of what you call highland clearances. And this happened in the 18th century to the late 19th century, where these landlords were like, fuck y'all, get up the fuck off our land because we can make like 10 times more money if we just shove you off of our land, make you go wherever the fuck you go because we don't give a fuck about you. And we, you know, control these livestock and we control these sheep and we sell the products. We either sell the livestock as meat or we sell the products from other, Ah. uh, from sheep and stuff and make more money. So basically- That's not vegan. No, literally. But yeah, so literally- Um, they would just, there were, this happened multiple times and for multiple reasons, ranging from what I just explained to racism, to, you know, just like, uh, even the potato famine, the potato famine that happened in Scotland, along with that happened in Ireland that we talk about that helped actually develop, uh, customs of Halloween in America that uh, during that, the potato famine that happened in Scotland in the mid uh, 19th century is actually, uh, is actually, an identified Highland clearance because they were like, Hey, we don't Mm. need your help and work. We're just going to, you need to fucking leave, like get the fuck off our land. And they actually got the militia involved, like, or or like uh, the government involved to push these people off the land. Because what happens during the year of the sheep is these Scottish uh, Highland peasants started revolting and they would actually kill the sheep, slaughter them or drive them off cliffs into like lakes or locks. Like that is a very say. dramatic response. But it, <laughs> no, like... but I think it, you know what? It, it, it's a very like appropriate response because they're like, Hey, you're driving us off the land because you just want more profit. And you like, you literally are value, valuing, valuing. I I'm drunk. <laughs> valuing. Thank you. <laughs> Um, the livestock are sheep more than us because they literally would be like, you have, you have like two seconds to get, you have five days to get the fuck off our land and become a whole different person. And they're like, well, what do we go do? And they're like, we don't give a fuck what you do. Most people would encourage landlords would be like, go be fishermen. And they're like, Mm. I have been a farmer and my family has been farmer, have been farmers for decades. And they're like, we don't give a fuck. You need to get off our land. So they started, finally started revolting. Um, actually, the first revolt involved mo- mainly women. So, like, fuck Ooh. yeah. It's March 31st. It's still Women's History Month. So, like, it is. snap, 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 snap. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I just feel like slaughtering the animals or driving oh, them off a cliff is, like, yeah. taking it out on, like, they, like I get it. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But also, like, I don't. Because, like, that wasn't like, the only the way. They would also just drive them away. Just They would also just scatter them into the wilderness. Yeah, okay, you should have done that. I, yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> or just steal them. I would just steal them. True, true. I would be like, fine, true. fuck you. I'm stealing like, your fuck goddamn you. I'm moving sheep. 100 miles away with 
ten thousand sheep. Fuck you. Yeah, guess what? Like I just stole all of your money. <laughs> I I just stole. I just have like a little ass Simone and s'mores like guiding the sheep to my new home ten thousand miles away. Oh, cute. <laughs> Um, so Simone's yeah, so, like, no. so that's the history of what's going on. So basically in the story of the frozen family that I titled it, basically there was one of these families that was forcibly removed from where they lived during this Highland clearance during the year of the sheep. When this family is forced from their land, they decide, okay, I need to go South. They're in the Highlands of Scotland in the Northern part of Scotland. And they're like, Hey, let's go South, find something we can do in the lowlands of Scotland and maybe we could even like get to the lowlands of Scotland and then find a new place in the new world. Um, so because they live where they live, they need to go through this area. They need to go through Drover's Inn. Um, when they get to this area, what happens is they run into a blizzard, basically. They get lost oh. and they die in this blizzard. That's that's basically what it is, is said in oh, this legend. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my family <laughs> yeah uh, they get lost in the blizzard they take the wrong path and they basically die freeze to death over the years there have been many accounts of people witnessing this family wandering in the land in the winter months trying to find shelter people that were just like you know running jogging biking or taking a car will see this dated family just in a hand cart almost like i don't know the best equivalent is think of like pilgrims or something like that just in the woods or like on the road driving and they will try and talk to them and they'll just disappear or they'll keep going. They won't listen to them. Um, I would not try to talk to I know, you. I'd be I like, was driving in the street. I saw a motherfucking hand cart next to me. I'd be like, okay, what the fuck type of Mormon shit is this? I know. I know. I'd be like, fuck that fucking Mormon shit. I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, those are ghosts. You, Joseph Smith. Yeah. Those are either ghosts or Mormons. I don't want to talk to either. <laughs> Yeah, there is no situation where I'd want to talk to a ghost and or a Mormon. Yeah, fuck, like, like, fuck, fuck that. that shit. Like, fuck that shit. <laughs> People will also report that um, there's some, like, discrepancy reports that people say like they did come to the Drover's Inn and then when they continued on, they got lost. Or before they got to the Drover's Inn, that was their still when that was their destination, they got lost onto that destination. People will say that in room two specifically, um, people will wake up in the middle of the night because it'll be extremely cold. Like it'll drop 30, 40 degrees from whatever it was. Jeez. And they'll wake up and they'll see the ghostly aspirations of the family standing at the edge of their bed, looking at them. Ew, why? Why? Yeah. Ew. Like literally, ew, they'll ew, just wake ew. up and see this. So yeah, that's, that's the fucking frozen family. Uh, let's move on to room six. So people report banging in room six particularly just in room six and it is actually so loud and in such a specific rhythm that people multiple times a year will call into the front decks desk and report that they're like they need that be like hey you need to call room six and tell them to stop having sex so loud Whoa. Like, they'll, like they Wait, literally, you literally meant banging? No, no, no. Like, people will literally hear banging, <gasps> but in a rhythm that sounds like people are having sex. That and is it's so, so fun. specific that they'll get multiple, or at least reports say that multiple times a year, people will crawl the front desk and be like, hey, there's people having sex super loud. We've banged on the wall and tried to get them to stop, but they won't. Can you please call them or go and get some official person to tell them to stop? And people are like, no, like it's just ghosts. Like it's <laughs> life goals from yeah, both life sides go- of the right? party. That's me in the jacuzzi room with Ian McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ian McGregor. 
<laughs> he's like, this is a cease and desist. Stop saying you're, my name. You're, you're way beyond me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're, you're hot, Corey. You're not, he's not way beyond you. But I'm not Ian McGregor you. hot. <laughs> you're hot, Corey. Ian McGregor is Love yourself. <laughs> okay. So um, there's also two actually uh, different stories that I got from this room before I get to the main narrative story I want to tell about this room. Um, there are two stories of people waking up in the middle of the night um, and waking up their significant other after they wake up and see like mul- dozens and dozens of white orbs just floating around the room. Just like zigzag. Oh, what? Just going around Ew. the room. And they, the reports are then like waking up and being like, oh, my partner woke me up and was like, hey, do you see these orbs floating around the room? And they just spend the next like hour watching these orbs float around the room until they disappear and they go to bed. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. First of all, I would get the fuck out of there, like, immediately. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, cute, You're fairy like, lights, fun, free fairy, fairy lights. <laughs> I didn't even have to pay $420.69 for these fairy lights. They're free. Exactly. <laughs> Me, I'd be like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Jordan says Mormon Bigfoot is Cain from the Bible. Oh, oh my God, he's right. Jordan, Corey says, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> no, seriously, he's right. That's like there's literally one of the apostles, um, somebody who has been an apostle or even a prophet in the like 60s or 50s reported Cain coming to him and, and speaking to him as in, in like looking like Bigfoot. That's why he's, the, he's the weird one. He's the weird one that said all this weird shit. Jordan knows who this guy is. I don't know who it is, but it's a guy who like Only- said a lot of crazy radical shit in like the 50s or 60s. The main story of Room 6, when we're getting to like the meat of this story, is that in the early 18th century, there was a young girl, or sorry, 19th century, sorry, so early 1800s. There was a young girl um, who had a doll, a beloved doll named Annabelle. She lived by, she lived nearby. Um, in the same hamlet um, as whatever it's called, uh, as Dover's Ew. Um Fuck you, and, Annabelle doll. Yeah, and it's known as Annabelle. And this is before, like, this legend came out before Conjuring and the Annabelle and all that shit. Okay? So Annabelle, or sorry, this girl and Annabelle, the doll, were playing near a river. But the river happened oh, to be a God. little bit more intense and fast than usual because it recently rained. So the legend goes oh, that she God. that she accidentally dropped her doll and it got swept up in the river. And for a split second, the girl lost, you know, she was focused on her doll. So she fell into the river to get her doll and was swept away in the river. Uh, the townspeople oh, immediately went out looking for her. They tried to save her, but they finally found her floating lifeless her lifeless floating body later you know like you know a couple miles down the river um or kilometers because we're in fucking scotland true 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 <laughs> true <laughs> well we have um, our european pasties on yeah, we have the we rest have... of the world pasties on <laughs> right <laughs> we have the rest of the world <laughs> exactly um so legend goes that after they found her dot her body, they found her body near the Drover's Inn. They took her body out and then took her into the Drover's Inn and put her in the bed of room six where she died. Or, or like put her body, or she was already dead when they found her, sorry. Um, but they put her body in room six and that's where they held her body until she was taken away and her rights were given or whatever, you know, like all that Catholic shit or whatever. 
Um, or Protestant shit. I don't know. There's Catholic or Protestant I- going on in, in here we've talked about in the past. Who knows? So they buried her in a nearby graveyard, and it is said that till this day, uh, many guests uh, that have slept in room six will wake in the middle of the night, it being extremely cold, just like room two, where the people will wake up and it's really cold and they'll see the family staring at them. Yeah, the frozen family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'll feel icy cold and they'll also feel a wet body next to them Ew. in bed. Oh, ew. In Fuckity bed. Fuck. Like they'll wake no. up and feel cold and wet and they'll look over and they'll see a girl clutching a doll dead <gasps> in their bed. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? And that's crazy. That's disgusting. Okay. I'm so, upset. Last little story before we move on to Chana's. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I hope you enjoy us being drunk and, like, not talking to each other forever. <laughs> uh, okay. So, the last one, and this is funny, and this made me think about the word, the key word that will obviously come to mind. So, this guy's name is Butthole. Angus. <laughs> oh, my God. His name is. Oh, my God. <laughs> His name is Angus, and he's a cattle drover. So does Angus beef is is Angus beef is that because it's like it's a Scottish fucker? beef I don't know I don't know what fucking Angus means some beef connoisseur right? let us know right his name is Angus and he's a cattle drover so somebody please DM our, our us and be like where Angus came from Angus beef came from I have no idea okay yeah and or anus beef or whichever anus, whichever. <laughs> Okay, so this last tragic story of Angus, the cattle drover, is that about 300 years ago, so in the 1700s, um, there is a guy by the name of Angus who was a cattle drover. He was sent by his clan to go south to the inlands to sell some cattle from from his clan, his Scottish clan. While he was doing it, he was making really good time, and so he decided to spend a whole night and stop and just party all by himself and get drunk. While he was in a drunken okay. stupor and fell asleep, the legend goes that another rival clan found him, realized he was drunk, and then stole his cattle and ran off. So his only oh, option man. is to go back to his clan and be like, hey, I fucked up. His clan had a leader who was like super well-known, for uh, renowned for being like a hard ass, and basically killed his family and any re- and any relative so like literally killed his wife killed his kids killed his parents and his brothers and sisters and killed his wife's parents and brothers and sisters and then that is a very intense reaction to the situation yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> chill out <laughs> calm down yeah bitch. like calm the fuck down calm the fuck down bitch <laughs> So did this, killed all everyone basically that he knows, and then exiled him from the clan. Didn't kill him. Killed everyone he knows and then exiled him from the clan. In that order is to gain evil. Yeah. In order to like, you know, right his wrong or gain back some renown from the clan, he basically set out on a whole revenge arc for the rest of his life to try and kill people from this arrival clan that ruined his entire life. So what he does is he tracks these people down to, you guessed it, the Drover's Inn, um, mm. figures out that they're there trying to spy on them and see what they're doing. Um, he, uh, people from this rival clan notice what's going on, and then, I'll, and then I'm, I'm going to read what happens. So on, on, on seeing members from the rival clan, he hid waiting, 
in waiting for his moment to take his revenge. However, a member of the rival clan had spotted him earlier and forewarned his fellow thieves of Angus's hiding place. In the cold of night, they soon set about Angus and murdered him in cold blood by hanging him from a tree <gasps> behind the inn and then bleeding oh, him shit. out like the <gasps> cattle that they had stolen. So they literally oh strung God. him up, hung him, and then bled him out like you do for a deer or a cattle or a pig or whatever, you know? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, people report over the years that they will walk out, you know, see and then see his body hanging and bleeding out and treat in a tree behind the inn. People will hear his rope. People will hear his screams echo throughout the night. And then also people will also see him searching in the woods for the thieves and like recognize it as that dude, as Angus. As Angus Beef. So, yeah, that is the uh, Drover's Inn and the surrounding area of Loch Lomond and the Trussocks. That's Just some crazy. fun, spooky Scottish stories for you. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. It is time for another Colts episode. Cue yes. the music, Corey. <laughs> So I have to tell you, I I've listened I listened to the Ant Hill Kids episode, which is like the first episode of ours I've literally ever listened to, because I wanted to to show it to Jordan because it was so batshit wild. That's two episodes ago. Just let y'all know. But I was like literally the entrails of the person. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So I was like in tears, laughing so hard because when you put in the Colts. Like da na 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 na, you could hear you in the background going da na 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 da na 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 na. I was like, I was driving to California and I was like tears strolling. So I was like, oh my god, I love him. That's so fucking. Oh my god, Chenna, I miss you so much. I know, I miss you too. And I'm like, I love you. I love you, and I miss you like crazy. Fuck this fucking shit. Can you believe? Yeah, fuck you, Corona. Y'all. You, Chenna, and everyone, can y'all believe this is, like, our life? It's so weird. Like, there's a pandemic so intense that, like, this is unprecedented. We don't need to go into it because we're not, in, like, you know, we're not scholarly, but, like, holy shit. This is <laughs> I put crazy. on my, like, my scholar paces. <laughs> oh, Let me tell you what like, I read from BuzzFeed. <laughs> oh, my scholarly outfit is just, like, every fucking librarian and every fucking porno. porno. That's exactly oh, what I Oh, me too. Like. Yeah, like glasses. Flannel skirt. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, the like ponytail. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like porno boobs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am a porno boob um, librarian scholar mm-hmm, expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about cults, y'all. Yes. Um, so PSA, even though this is technically the last episode you're getting in March and I made March cults month, um, I am going to continue my cults um, into the first like two or three weeks of April Ooh. just because we missed two episodes in, in March. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through like the Manson family and like something else in April. Fuck just yeah. let y'all know. But um, today I am talking about one of the most infamous cults in history. It's not People's Temple, a.k.a. Jim Jones. We already went through that April 9th. It is heaven's gate which y'all seen the pictures if you haven't seen the pictures of the mass suicide nike wearing people with the purple cloths over the head 
then I don't know what's wrong. Well, okay, I actually mentioned this to Jordan. He's like, "What are you doing it on?" I was like, "Heaven's Gate." <gasps> He's like, "What's Heaven's Gate?" I'm like, "You've seen the picture yeah, of like I've the I've seen Nike the videos of the old man." Um, so like, yeah. no, I talked to you about um the lodge. Remember when I talked to you about that that film? Yes. Um. Uh. They they get a lot of their suicide stuff from Heaven's Gate. Ooh. Okay. Well, it's fucked up. It's very Heaven's um, Gate esque. So- so we're going to go through Heaven's Gate today, and this is a lot that I'm going to be throwing at y'all. Uh, this is 10 pages of notes. This is just as many pages as my Jim Jones was. Yes. I am way more drunk, so yes. here we go. Let's. <laughs> so everyone put on your true crime pasties, and let's motherfucking do this. Yes. So we're going to talk about, first things first, the background of the two leaders of Heaven's Gate. Oh, my God. Um, The first one we're going to talk about is Marshall Applewhite. So Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr. was born in Spur, Texas on May 17th, 1931 to Marshall Herf Applewhite Sr. and his wife, Louise. Um, Marshall Applewhite Jr., the dude we're talking about, he had three siblings, um, his dad, Marshall Sr., was a Presbyterian minister, so he had an extremely religious childhood, just like any cult leader. Classic, classic, classic. Um, Applewhite attended um, Corpus Christi High School, then graduated oh, wow. and went to Austin College. Yeah, shout out to Corey. That's like, I heard you that's say like an hour and away from me. <laughs> hour and a half yeah, away from me. But still, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, there. I was like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> Your like pre-existence ghost was there. You're like Mormonism's real. I was like Mormonism's real one, and then two, you should start a cult so we can talk about it like forty years later. <laughs> <laughs> Way 50, more than forty 50, years. Later. Fifty-five. Fifty-five years. This later? is a night. He was born in 1931, so um, this is like almost a hundred years later <laughs> from when he was born. Turns out we're in 2020, y'all. <laughs> Turns out we're in 20... Turns out it's not, space it's, not, it's not 2005. <laughs> yeah, it's not twenty. It's not 2005 anymore. It's yeah. 2020. But. In 1952, he earned a bachelor's degree in philosophy, and then he enrolled at the Union Presbyterian Seminary to study theology. To study theology. Oof. Oh, words. Because um, he was hoping to become a minister, similar to how his dad was a minister. Around this time, he married Anne Pierce, um, and they had two children, Mark and Lane were their names. Um, it didn't take long until Applewhite decided to leave seminary to pursue, to pursue a career in music. Um, and he became the music director of a Presbyterian church in North Carolina. Um, in 1954, he was drafted by the United States Army and he served in Austria and New Mexico. And then he left in 1956 and he enrolled at the University of Colorado, where he earned a master's degree in music and focused on musical theater. Um, after he got his master's, he was teaching choir and music at the University of Alabama. But in 1965, he was fired because he had sexual relations with another male and it was a male student. Um after that, he left his wife immediately, um, and then they got divorced about three years later. Okay. In 1965, after he got fired for fucking the other dude, um, he moved to Houston, Texas, and he started teaching hey. at the University of St. Thomas. Um, at this time, he did decide to embrace his identity and be openly gay, um, and Houston was good to him 
for a bit. What the fuck? His students loved him. You know, they were they said they said he was charismatic. He got a whole room's attention just by standing up. He was kind. He dressed really hip. You know, classic beginnings of a cult leader. Um, he served as chair of the music department. He became a locally popular singer. He was the choir director at a local church. He performed the Houston Grand Opera. You know, like life was oh good, God. but as time went on, his struggle with his sexuality was only getting deeper. And he was hating the fact that he was gay, especially since he grew up, you know, psycho religious. He always had plans to be religious. He loved religion. So how could God make him gay? Um, it was a battle with him just trying to accept <laughs> himself and him <laughs> just like fucking hating himself. Um, at one point, he tried like dating a girl again, but she left him because her family suspected him of being gay. This only made things even worse for him. And this threw him into a really gnarly depression. Um, by 1970, he couldn't handle it anymore. Um, and he resigned from the university. Um, a year later, a year later, he briefly moved to New Mexico. Um, in 1971, he, well, let me re-say that. Um, a year later, he briefly moved to New Mexico, but then he quickly moved back to Texas that same year. Um, then another big event in his life happened, his father's death. So his father's death, like, threw him, he was already, like, super depressed because he fucking hated himself because he was gay, and this is, like, the goddamn, Aww, you know, like, 60s sad. and 70s. But then his dad, who he always wanted to be like, because his dad was this, like, crazy, awesome Christian minister, he died. So this, <sighs> like, sent him into an even, even deeper depression. Yes, he could daddy barely issues. Function. Yeah. Lana like Del his dad is just like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, she's like masturbating in a summer dress right now. (laughs) You're so fucked up because your dad sucked. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. His debt was growing and growing. He's been out of work for a while now, getting more and more depressed. Life was really awful for him. Enter Bonnie Nettles. So Bonnie Nettles, she was born and raised in Houston into a Baptist family. She wasn't religious at all when she was an adult. Um, She became a nurse, married some business dude named Joseph Nettles. Um, They got married in December of 49. They had four kids. Um, Their marriage was not good. And by 1972, it really started crumbling. Um, Now, their marriage began to fall apart because Bonnie said, this is where it starts getting fun. So Bonnie said (laughs) that a 19th century monk named Brother Francis frequently spoke with her and gave her instructions. And the then fuck? she started conduct yeah, and then she started conducting seances with mediums in order to contact deceased spirits. <laughs> yes. If somebody and then if she my had- partner told me that, my marriage would not crumble. It would do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd be like, yes, let's and let's dive into that. <laughs> let's do this. And then she started a group that met every Wednesday in her living room that performed seances and like Ouija boards. Jesus stuff. Christ. <laughs> uh, around this time like naturally she started um studying astrology um oh that's a problem <laughs> yeah astrology and like the occult and uh theosophy okay. bonnie's older s- sorry i was like trying to read like seven notes at the same time yeah, there you go um, Bonnie's oldest daughter remembers spending her childhood nights standing outside in her in their backyard with her mom waiting to be abducted by aliens. 
So like. <laughs> so if you thought so like you had Bonnie childhood, Nettles. if you thought you had trauma, you didn't. You didn't. Like, did you stand in the backyard she with your did. mom looking for, with your, like, mom who hosts, like, the weekly Wednesday seances, and then, like, when it's not Wednesday night, you stand outside waiting to be abducted by aliens? Oh, my God. So here we go. And then in 1972, she met multiple fortune tellers who all told her that she was soon to meet a mysterious man who was tall, with, with light hair and a fair complexion. And that Shit. matches, you know, so many people, but especially yes. um, Applewhite, the, the dude we're talking about, Marshall Applewhite. Okay, okay. So later that year, 1972, Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles met at a hospital, and the two quickly became, like, BFFs. Um, there was, like, an immediate spiritual connection. The two felt they've known each other for their entire lifetime. Um, and specifically, they felt like they met in past lives, or just like one past life. Um, Bonnie told Marshall that she believed that their meeting was planned by extraterrestrials and that they were part of a design, a divine assignment. Um, by that time, Marshall had begun investigating alternatives to, to traditional Christian doctrine. And that included astrology and like extraterrestrials, UFOs, all that good stuff. Damn. Um, he also had several visions, including one in which he was told that he was chosen for a role like Jesus. So we're getting, this is getting fun now. Um, Bonnie and Marshall had a deep platonic love for each other. They were never, ever, ever sexual. Um, and they just had a, like a very deep bond that could not be broken. Um, Bonnie's husband was like, cause you know, she was still married to a dude at this time. Uh He was like, what the fuck is happening? Who's this guy that's like over at my house all the time. You are standing outside every night looking for aliens. This dude's joining you. Is this dude gay? I don't know what's happening. We're getting divorced. (laughs) So he like divorced her ass and took full custody of the kids. And then at this time, Marshall officially cut all of his ties with his ex-wife and his kids. So the two were now alone and all the time in the world to build something based off of their varying beliefs. So they opened up a bookstore filled with books from like a variety of spiritual backgrounds. And they started teaching classes on mysticism and um, theosophy. Ooh, yeah. Um, What's theosophy? Do we know what theosophy is? Oh, God. I looked. I had every single. Like death. (laughs) definition pulled up it's any number of philosophies maintaining that a knowledge of god may be achieved through spiritual ecstasy so it's theological philosophy that's what it is through spiritual ecstasy i'm in yeah (laughs) you said ecstasy i'm in (laughs) yeah i said mysticism and ecstasy therefore like i'm done i'm in i'll do whatever you want (laughs) you're like drop your panties i'm in (laughs) (laughs) so they were a great team marshall like every cult leader in the history of cults you know he was charismatic he was charming grabs the room attention makes you feel special classic 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 another club another club bonnie was the mystical diviner is what they referred to her as i want to be that to, to make to make us relate to this just think of ed and lorraine warren got it so like ed was like the more logical one the more charismatic one uh-huh. but like elaine lorraine was always like the ooh, i'm gonna speak to ghosts and do spooky stuff so it's like the alien version of ed and lorraine warren yeah she's the clear but like way yeah. crazier yeah but like with aliens <laughs> so and she's the and, alien clairvoyant <laughs> yeah she's the alien version of lorraine warren yes uh 
In January of 1973, they decided to close the bookstore, go on a spiritual road trip. Then they took um, some classes that they were doing at that time on the road. Um, they fine-tuned their beliefs, and they wanted to convert people. Oh, wow. So over the next year, they read from a variety of philosophical and psychological books, plus the Bible. In the Bible, they mainly focused on you know, abstinence from sensual pleasures for the purpose of pursuing spiritual goals. Um, for example, like letting go of material possessions, adopting a frugal lifestyle, you know, entirely devoting their entire life to religion. And they also focus on end of time slash like judgment stuff. Cause you know, here we go. Um, they also started reading from science fiction books to learn more about aliens and UFOs. <laughs> Same. <laughs> By the end of the year, their unorthodox gospel began to take shape. Um, in the letter Bonnie wrote to her oldest daughter, she explained that they discovered their divine mission. Um, they basically concluded that they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies about the end of times, specifically the two witnesses in the book of Revelation. So these two motherfuckers she's referring to are the two prophets that roll up during the end of times. They get killed by like demons or the devil or whatever. I don't know. I didn't pay attention at church. Um, and then they're resurrected and brought up to heaven. Got it. So they thought they were the two that are referenced in the Bible. They're like, that's us. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can relate to it so much. It's us. <laughs> what narcissistic assholes. <laughs> I yeah, cult leaders, man. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, they they also believed that they were given a higher level mind than normal humans. Oh my god. Um, oh, and um, like aliens, <laughs> but I'll go through that in like. Wait, two they minutes. think they're aliens. I'll go through that in two minutes. Okay, Jesus. Buckle up, Corey. Put on your alien pasties okay. now. Okay. <laughs> Around this time, Applewhite got busted for stealing a rental car, and he was sentenced to six months in jail. This gave him plenty of time to fine-tune their doctrine. When he came out of jail, he and Bonnie created their group, which was known at the time as Human Individual Metamorphosis. <laughs> and uh, okay. they took their new doctrine on the road they refer to themselves as either the two or the ufo two or bow and peep or doe and t um i will be referring to them as doe and t for a lot of this unless i wrote white apple or whatever because i wrote all these sections at different points of time it's fine yes okay so before we go into the growth of heaven's gate its members you know all that good stuff we're gonna go through their beliefs so I could make like an entire podcast series just based off of the Heaven's Gate. Um, now, since I don't have like 10 to 12 hours just to sit here and talk about their beliefs with you, I'm going to try to summarize it the best I possibly can. Um, in the future, I might do a revisit episode of this cult um, to go deeper into their beliefs because they are so wild. Um but I, I don't know if I'm going to do that yet because it's a lot of information. There are all there are some episodes I do want to revisit. Corey and I have talked about it before. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm going to go through like the summary of their beliefs the best I can summarize. Can I inter? Can I like interject really quickly? Um, if yeah. you can, if you can hear somebody in the background on on my end, uh, like because Chana noticed or noted it before. That's just my roommate. Uh, like more friend but also roommate chris he he he's playing oh. D right now so like we can't avoid it because we're stuck in the same house because oh know. my god they were roommates because oh my god they were <laughs> oh my god they oh my were god, roommates, roommates. <laughs> huh 
how I'm going to start this whole like belief section is I'm going to uh, reference information that's directly on their website, which you can go read right now at heavensgate.com. So I'm going to like summarize a lot of the information that they provide on their website. And then I'm okay. going to like, you know, obviously add in my two cents, which you'll notice when it's me adding in my two cents. So let's let's summarize all of this for you. Um, just a note, like this is pretty confusing. Um, and if you get super bored of the religion like I do, this might like be a little boring because you're going to be like. <laughs> so everyone but, just like pull out your phone right now. <laughs> but I can. But it does involve aliens. So that oh, is fun. A, yeah. And I, I tried to make this as fun as I could because they're really interesting. But there's so much information because they pretty much took the cr- entire like Christian religion like and added aliens. So there's and Jesus. so I just kind of like. It's just Scientology. It's, it's a good, it's a good time and a bad time and okay. an interesting time at the same time. So these are their beliefs. Let's do this. Yes. About two thousand years ago, this immediately gets weird. About two thousand years ago, a crew of members of the Kingdom of Heaven, aka aliens, um, who are responsible <laughs> for nurturing gardens. Gardens are referred to as planets, or sorry, planets are referred to as gardens. Um, these aliens who nurture planets determined that a percentage of plants, aka humans, the on the Earth garden were had developed. <laughs> so yeah, Earth is referenced to the garden, and humans reference the plants on the garden. Oh my god, my phone is down. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So the plant humans, I mean humans that are plants. I mean, okay. <laughs> They had developed enough that some of the bodies might be ready to be used as containers for soul deposits. <laughs> Meaning. <laughs> this is D&D. <laughs> Meaning when a body is ready, an alien from a place called the next level, a.k.a. what Christians believe is heaven, can go inside of it. <laughs> you know what? I fooled you guys. I, I said this is boring, <laughs> but it's actually not. <laughs> Like, I laughed, but, but we were also Mormons. <laughs> I know. We believe in equally as crazy shit. Oh my God. So now this is a quote. This is a quote directly from the website. Um, and so this is continuing what I just said. Upon instruction, a member of the kingdom of heaven, then left behind his body in that next level, came to earth and moved into, in parentheses, or incarnated into, as an adult human body or vehicle, side note, they refer to their bodies as vehicles like a lot. So those those two words are kind of interchangeable. Okay. They're like very synonymous. Okay. Yeah. So basically this, this fucking alien from the kingdom of heaven rolled up to earth. He went inside of this adult human body that had been prepped for this particular pet. For this particular task. And that body that was chosen was called Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And the member of the kingdom of heaven who was instructed to, you know, be Jesus, he did so at his father's, who was known as the old member's instruction. So it's just basically like basic Christian beliefs, but like aliens. Okay. So this this alien bro, he moved into um, or took over the body when it was 29 or 30, 30 years old. Um, at the time, it is referred to as the baptism by John the Baptist. Um, and then in quotes from them, this is like a Bible verse. It says the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And that's Luke three twenty two. Mm-hmm. So side note, like that body named Jesus 
was tagged in its formative period to be a receptacle of the of a next level representative. Um, and even just tagging that body gave that vehicle some unique awareness of its coming purpose. There's a lot that's happening. Jesus. <laughs> so the sole task that was given to this member from the kingdom of heaven, which is the alien who is now Jesus, was to offer the way leading to membership. Fuck, just into take the my king- money. Just take my money. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, right? I'm like, fuck it. Here's $20. Leave me alone. So the sole task that was given to alien Jesus was to offer the way leading to membership into the kingdom of heaven. Why why do people need this to be good people? I don't know. This is way more interesting than Mormonism, though, if you ask me. Like, Joseph Smith, like... Like was a bad dude, but like we're talking about alien Jesus. He was a con artist, rapist. Done. But we're talking about alien Jesus right now, which is very interesting. Very true. So alien Jesus, he he was like, okay, my whole purpose is to bring people back into the kingdom of heaven. You know, just basic you know Christian beliefs. Um, but like those people had to recognize him for who he was and they had to choose to follow him. Only those individuals who had received a deposit containing an alien soul. Um, had the capacity to believe or recognize the kingdom of heaven's representative. So they could get to his father only through the reliance upon him. So alien Jesus was like, yo, I'm alien Jesus. Other aliens who are part of other people. can identify that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm alien Jesus. Anyone else who has aliens inside of them, I'll bring you up to the next level. Let's do this. But the only way you can do that is through me. Um, He later... Um, sent his students out to help gather the flock so that the shepherd might teach others that was required of them to enter his father's house, which is known as, you know, his father's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, Christian heaven, that good stuff. Do you know um, how, and like, literal... how many members did he get? Oh, I will get to that in a bit. Okay, okay. We should start a cult. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Easy peasy. <laughs> so... If they wanted, so all these people that are hearing alien Jesus, they're like, shit, man, I want an alien inside of me so I can go back to heaven. If they wanted to deposit alien inside of them and join alien Jesus, I they also would have want to be, to be fucked by Ian McGregor so that I can go to heaven. Yeah. You know, I never expected me talking about alien Jesus in this podcast. This is a good time. <laughs> So if you wanted an alien inside of you to join alien Jesus, they would have to be willing to leave behind, you know, family, sensuality, selfish desires, individuality, your free will, and even your body. You have to leave everything behind in order to be an open vessel for an alien to come inside of you. After all of that, they could go through a human individual metamorphosis, which takes them from a basic bitch human to an alien is inside of you. And now you are a level above human because you are like evolving into a better creature. Since he, since Jesus, alien Jesus had already been through a metamorphic transition himself from human to level above human. Cause you know, he was a regular human. Then, then alien Jesus entered him um, under the guidance of the father. Um, he was qualified. Who's like God. He was qualified to take others through that same discipline and transition. This is all quotes directly from the website, BT Dubs. Remember, um, the one who incarnated in Jesus was sent for one purpose only, to say, if you want to go to heaven, I can take you through the gate, but it requires everything of you. 
Shit. Our mission is exactly the same. I am in the same position to today's society as the one that was in Jesus then. My being here now is actually a continuation of that last task as was promised to those who were students 2,000 years ago. They are here again, continuing in their own overcoming while offering the same transition to others. Our only purpose is to offer the discipline and grafting required of this transition into membership into my father's house. Looking to us and desiring to be part of my father's kingdom. I'm zoning out. This sounds like scripture. (laughs) Oh, this is what I've been dealing with for like three days. (laughs) Looking to us. So this is what I meant by it's really interesting, but like. The the way he phrases everything, he's so I'm like, holy boring, shit! Because he's a fucking it's, Mormon. Because <laughs> he's a motherfucking alien Mormon, yeah. alien Joseph Smith. <laughs> Looking to us and desiring to be part of my father's kingdom can offer to those with deposits the chance to connect with the level above human and begin the transition. Your separation from the world and reliance upon the kingdom of heaven through its representatives can open you to the opportunity to become a new creature one of the next evolutionary level rightfully belonging to the kingdom of heaven. So this is where I ask, I have specifically in my notes, did you get all of that? (laughs) Basically, Apple White, he has, (laughs) so basically what you have to get from the, the 100 sentences I just said, Apple White has the same alien inside of him that Jesus had, and his purpose is to help evolve and become the next level human and enter the um, kingdom of God. So he's Jesus. So he's alien Jesus 2.0. He finds people, tries to help them prep for an alien to come inside of them, and then they can go to the become like the next level human, and then they can eventually get to the kingdom of God. Oh, wow. Next statement from their website. Um, the hard facts are bold statements in a nutshell. And this is important to understand. So I so ask me questions if you don't get it. And hopefully I know the answers, but this is confusing. The hard facts are bold statements in a nutshell that are so difficult to accept or digest come down to if you want or ever expect to go to heaven, here's your window. So like this is getting serious, right? Like if you want to go to heaven, this is what you do. If you don't want to go to heaven, Fuck you. Damn. This is the window. That window opportunity requires one, an incarnate, in parentheses, as human, representative of the kingdom of heaven, which is, you know, Applewhite. He is the representative of the kingdom of heaven that they should be referring to, that they should obey. Two, that all who hope to enter heaven become active students of the representative while the representative is, is present. So while, the rep- so while Doe is alive, or Applewhite is alive, um, these students have to be, or these members have to be doing whatever Apple White says because he is the representative. Whatever he says is what you know the kingdom of heaven is saying. Three, those who endure the transition classroom until it ends will go through that representative, literally leave the human kingdom and earth as he is about to do. Staying behind for any significant period could jeopardize that graft. The window of heaven will not open again until civilization is pl- is planted and reached sufficiently maturity. I'm sorry, sufficient maturity. Basically, what that means is they have to they have to endure life and go through life, which is what they refer to as the transition classroom, because you're learning how to prepare your body to, for an alien to come inside of it. But when your representative leaves Earth, you have to be prepared to leave Earth too, because otherwise you're stuck there forever and you're never gonna be able to go to heaven. It's closed. Okay, like the bye. heaven's gate is closed. So um, scary. Applewhite 
um, who I, I've already referred to as Doe, but just to be clear, Applewhite is Doe. Um, he goes on and explains, this is where it gets fun, are you ready? Yeah. He goes on to explain that evil space aliens known as Luciferians yes. had kept people tied to the human level and therefore incapable of moving to the next level because he and Nettles, she goes by T, um, were from the next level only they could provide the insight needed to prepare for their followers, which made the followers extremely dependent upon their leadership. Because they're like, we're the only two people on this fucking planet that can guide you to heaven. Everyone else is an evil space alien who go- who's a Luciferian. Evil <laughs> space alien. Fuck. So, so we're Luciferian? This- yeah, so I'm an evil space alien. Was that so Jordan? Is that all- Jordan? Yeah, it's Jordan sneezing. Cute. It's allergy season. Cute. No corona here. So to sum this up, aliens, you know that meme, aliens, like that's like, <laughs> just have that. Aliens. Yeah. Like aliens. Um, basically, this is all the classic Jesus stories, but with aliens, like the only way to get back to heaven is to do everything a representative tells you while you're in this transition um, classroom, aka life. So it's yeah. just Christianity, but with with sci-fi it's like if like the sci-fi channel and like like yeah scientology had like a baby yeah it's essentially scientology but with like with like with like a mass suicide at the end (laughs) okay so there's a lot that goes into these beliefs like everything i just said is so much like the surface of what their beliefs are there's actually a 12-part video series that you can watch on youtube um each video is is like an hour and a half to two hours long and it goes into all of their beliefs. I made it about 15 minutes into one of them and I got so bored that I decided to work yeah, out. So that shitty. should tell you how boring it is. Um, and like I said earlier, like I most likely will do a revisit episode because I'll go through all of that and I will pick out the fun stuff and like tell you about their like every type of belief that they had. But um, I, that requires an entire bottle of Adderall and I don't have that right now. <laughs> and we're like low on that. The group reinvented and renamed itself several times and had a variety of recruitment methods. Recruitment. Um, So Doe and T, they have their, you know, doctrine ready to go. Doe is Jesus. T is representative. You know, they are fighting evil space aliens by moonlight, winning converts by daylight, doing the best they can do. They are the ones named Sailor Moon. Now they traveled (laughs) around and they helped... And they held conferences and lectures, you know, like TEDx talks about their new doctrine. Oh, my God. And they, the posters for their conferences and lectures and whatnot, um, you know, it always had like UFO and alien Jesus and like giant (laughs) font at the top and shit like that. So obviously, like people went to go hear them because if I was walking in the street and I saw a poster that said, come talk to alien Jesus, I would 100% go to that lecture. I at least have to get high and go check this out. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, ob- so, obviously, just like Corey and I's response, a lot of people were like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> we they end up went- in this cult. <laughs> yeah, we're actually in this cult. <laughs> so, I- this is We're actually the two last remaining this members of ad. this cult. <laughs> this is an ad for the Heaven's Gate. Um, but people were like, yo, I'm going to go learn about Space Jesus. Um, they went there. Most people were like, what the actual fuck? But... Doe and T did strike a chord with a unique crowd. So this is the mid-70s. So the hippie counterculture, you know, that loved astrology and, like, mysticism, it was dying out. Like, the 60s were over. It was the 70s. Like, you know, disco was dying at this point. Like, people were getting sad. 
this entire like counterculture generation um you know they were becoming sad girls 69 but suddenly they heard about this group that believed in a combined and like combined pieces of multiple different religions primarily christianity um they believed in like aliens astrology all this crazy stuff so suddenly all of this these like counterculture old hippies were like yo i think i might be into this this might be my exact fucking kink so one by one like all of these young adults and adults just started joining doe and t as recruit members as recruit members grew the clan of ufo followers aka the crew as well i'll refer to them as the majority of the time um they all seem to have uh, a common need of communal belonging an alternative path to higher existence so it's just a, a group that you know is like a more mystical way to heaven so like why not join yeah um, in 1975, the year my mom was born, what's up? Nice. The crew assembled at a hotel in Oregon. Um, they all sold their worldly possessions. They said farewell to their loved ones. They shaved their heads, and they just completely vanished from the public eye. Oh, shit. This is like, They're like it's over Britney, 100. bitch. And they just yeah, they like, they, Britney, 1975, they Damn. shaved their heads, and they rolled out. So at this point, there is nearly 100 members of the crew, um, plus Doe and T, um, and they started going across the country. They were sleeping in tents, you know, sleeping on the side of the road, begging in the streets. Um, they did this purposefully to evade detections by authorities and media so they could allow the group Shit. to solely focus on Doe and T's doctrine and achieve the next level human. This is like classic cult, you know, everything I'm saying is like another oh. club, another club, another club. Yeah. For the next 17 years, the group, now called Heaven's Gate, hid from public eye. Um, so we're going to quickly go over what happened during like their time of seclusion. Um, so from 1976 to 1979, the group lived in campgrounds, usually in the Rocky Mountains, back to Texas. Um, Applewhite and Nettles, um, they began to place greater demands on their followers. They typically communicated with their with their with the crew, with their converts, in writing or through assistance. Um, they always emphasized that they were the only source of truth so that if any member received individual revelations, it was rejected by the whole group because they're like, yo, you're not Doe and T, fuck you. Yeah, okay, um, so Doe it was and only T, through them. They had, like, complete control. Totally, yeah. Okay. Doe and T forbid crew members from developing close relationships with one another. They had strict rules about outside contact. They instructed the crew members to be like children or pets in their submission. So their sole responsibility was to obey their leaders. Um, members were encouraged to constantly seek Doe and T's advice and often ask themselves what their leaders would do when making a decision. This is like cult christianity had a motherfucking baby um even though doe and t were strict as fuck like the crew members were so grateful that these rappers that these aliens from the kingdom of heaven spacecraft cared about them so much and wanted them to evolve that they loved doe and t they loved obeying them they wanted to please them because they wanted to please the representatives from a place they wanted to get to one day like, if you really believed that someone was an angel representing heaven and they told you to do something, you'd probably do it. Yes. And these people truly believe that these are representatives from the kingdom of heaven. Doe and T emphasized that the students were free to disobey if they choose. Like, they're not forcing them to be there. They're not forcing them to do what they have to do. We're just the ones that can bring them to heaven. So they want to go to heaven. They do what we do. If they don't, 
So what? Have fun in hell. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. By the late 70s, um, there was about 80 followers left. Um, one of the followers received a huge amount of money from their inher- from their inheritance, and they just gave it to the group. Um, so from that point on, the group no longer lived in campgrounds or on the streets. They lived in rented houses, specifically in Denver and Dallas. Those were like their two main areas. Interesting. For some time. Um, the group was really secretive about their lifestyle, um, and Doe and T were paranoid that the evil space aliens were going to try to corrupt their crew and take them away. Um, so they created like a boot camp to help prepare the followers for the next level. Um, those who could not keep up with the boot camp were encouraged to leave. And in fact, if they decided to leave, they would be given like money and the resources to leave. So it was just like another manipulation tactic that they used being like, no, you can leave if you really want to. Like, we're not holding you here. But then again, if you leave, you're not going to heaven. But like, that's not on us. That's on you. So it's like a whole manipulation tactic. Yeah. Um, Doe and T made it clear that they cared more about the quality of their crew members than the quantity. So that's like another manipulation tactic that they used. Um, now, this boot camp was very intense. It planned out their days by the minute. So like from 8 o'clock to 8.05, you stand outside and wait for aliens. From 8.05 <laughs> to 8.15, you read the Bible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The crew had to be prepared to do anything the leader said at any moment. There were multiple tests to see if they're even fit to be crew members and who would be the best crew member during those tests. One specific example was when they were in Texas and they told their followers that a um, some aliens from the kingdom of heaven were going to visit them. So they had to all wait outside in like the middle of the night, as cold as it can get in oh Texas, just sit there wait for the aliens and uh yeah it's like it was pretty much a big that's test where so after that's where, that's where cory martin is like i'm done <laughs> cory and george are done at this yeah. point so <laughs> we're like this like is they a waited, cult <laughs> right they're like yo you have like a tinfoil hat on you're like what the fuck <laughs> like this is a cult undone <laughs> so they waited the whole night waiting for the aliens and that's when um doe and t were like yo this is a test this person performed the best wow they're so great in the eyes of the kingdom of heaven you performed the worst fuck you so this created like a need for all the members to get approval and the need for them to become the best crew member so anytime doe and t said anything they would all like jump on the opportunity and like jump on what they said and just try to like be the best possible cult member they could possibly be because they wanted to evolve to the next higher life to the next level Shit. other rules and guidelines the crew the crew members had um you know no sex whatsoever oh. um and any money earned must be given to the group they all had to dress the exact same they had to shave the same they shaved their head <sighs> basically doe and t stripped them entirely of their identity they were no longer like, you're not Corey, I'm not Chana. we are just members of the crew. We look the same, Damn. we talk the same, we eat the same, we dress the same. Even down to their food for dinner, they would weigh out every single portion, make sure that everybody had the same. Even, okay, let's say we made chocolate chip pancakes, right? Yeah. I would put the pancake batter on the griddle, making sure it's the same weight as the last pancake, and I would add exactly the same amount of chocolate chips to it. Shit. And then I would leave it going for the exact same amount of time, and then I would flip it. So if I was like, oh, this pancake was going for one minute and 27 seconds, and then I flip, the next pancake had to go for the exact time. Oh, like Everything shit. was the same. All sense of, identi- of identity was completely gone. Now, 
while this was happening, Doe, he was still struggling with his sexuality. You know, he still hated his sexuality so much that he decided that he needed to be surgically castrated. (gasps) And he had his male followers do the same. Eight of his followers flew to Mexico with him. I'm so glad I would leave with the cold night. (laughs) Right? Because you're not getting your Because if I wouldn't leave with that for some weird ass reason, I would definitely leave with that. Right? So eight. Well, so some people did. So when he was like, yo, we need to get castrated, some of the men were like, what? (laughs) And they dipped. But eight of the men. We have dicks. Right? Eight of the men did fly to Mexico with him and got surgically castrated. Yeah. Eight? So all of. All of. Yeah, eight. All of this continued going. Until 1985. Jesus. Um, so previously, or prior to 1985, Doe and T told their followers that their bodies would go with them to the next level. So when T died of cancer in 1985 and her body was still there, it didn't get taken with her to this alien <sighs> you know, kingdom. Doe had to like quickly revise this doctrine. And you know, he's been preaching this shit for 10 years at this point. So she died, her body's still there. He was like, fuck. So he told his followers (laughs) that she actually (laughs) Yeah, that she actually traveled to the next level because she had too much energy to remain on Earth. And so she ended up abandoning her body for the journey. He then explained that your body will not be taken with you. Instead, that alien soul that originally got inside of you will leave the human body, a.k.a. vehicle. They're going to go into a spaceship that's waiting for them, and they're going to be taken to the next level and finally given a new perfected body, and then they're going to live on the Kingdom of Heaven planet. In Kolob? You're going to live in Kolob? Yeah, and everyone bought it. So, (laughs) Oh, my God. After this, after T died. We we, we lived in a cult, Jenna. (laughs) I know. After T died, Doe became very, 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 very depressed because even though they were fucking crazy, like they were friend soulmates. It's as if you and I started a cult together and one of us died. Like devastating, right? I'd be like, all y'all motherfuckers are doing what Channel wanted. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you're all getting cats. (laughs) I'm like, you're all eating chicken nuggets and and petting cats. No, you know, everyone's a vegan and you're like fucking having two cats at least. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, or fuck you, you're going to hell. Yeah. Are you fucking going to hell? (laughs) He claimed that T, you know, was still communicating with him, but he suffered from a crisis of faith. Um, because he then explained to the followers that he was actually left behind by T because he had still so much to learn and that he felt that she occupied a higher spiritual role than he did. He then started referring to her as the father. So as she the heavenly God. mother. <laughs> yeah, she is the heavenly father. No, no, not mother. Oh, God. Father. Oh, God. The crew supported him, stood by his side, made him feel important again, you know, helped his little ego. So naturally, he organized a ceremony in which he symbolically married all of his followers. Because, you know, this is the cult. That's what happens. Um, now, losing T, not only did it make him depressed, but it made him very insecure and afraid. From everything I read, it basically sounds like he was afraid of losing the crew because one of the leaders had died. Like, how could only one person lead an entire group like this. Yeah. Like this was created together. This was our baby. Now one person's gone. How am I supposed to control all of this? So as his insecurities grew, like so did his paranoia, he began emphasizing that 
you know, he was the only leader on earth. The only way to the next level was through him. And they should only refer to him and look at him as Christ. It's him. He wouldn't speak to new members thinking that they would realize that he was weak or that he was panicking and try to overthrow him or turn his crew against him. He was afraid of the government coming in and raiding his home and killing them. A lot of his fears stemmed from the Waco cult and all of that drama that happened, which I'll go through in a later episode. Um, And on top of this, his teachings were getting more and more intense. Um, Some of these included that once you reach the next level, you could become a representative on other planets, very similar to Mormonism, how if you are good enough, you then get to create your own planets. That's Mormonism. Um, He reminded everybody that Jesus came to Earth. You can become a god. Right? He reminded everybody that Jesus came to Earth, um, an alien, you know, came inside of his body. Jesus was died. Or sorry, Jesus died. Um, And then after three days, like Jesus's body like arose. Um, after that, Jesus's alien body was like, you know, sent to a spaceship. <laughs> um, Same. <laughs> because alien Jesus realized that humanity was not ready to go to the next level back then. So he decided to camp out in space while waiting for a new generation of humans. That's why <laughs> Doe exists. <laughs> Bless you. That's, that's why Doe exists because he's space Jesus and humanity is finally ready to ascend to the next level. Exactly. He said that, that an opportunity existed for humans to reach the next level every two millennia. Um, and in the early 1990s would therefore provide the first opportunity to reach <sighs> the kingdom of heaven since the time of Jesus. Um, if it was time for them to go on the spacecraft and to then go to the next level, they have to be willing to leave their human body behind. To them, it wasn't suicide. Instead, it was graduating from Oof. the classroom to get into the next level. So this is obviously when yeah, things I've start seen, escalating. I've seen the video that talks about that. Yeah, there's, there, it's, there's a lot that's going on. Um, he compared Earth to an overgrown garden that has to be recycled and rebooted. And humanity was a failed experience. The end of times were near. You know, just all this shit was building and building. Um, but as the years went on, like his followers still stood right by his side. So he was getting more and more confident. Because after T died, he was like, fuck, how am I going to do this? He realized that he could do it. Anything he said, the followers ate up because they already built the foundation for that. So now... Like, by 1992, seven years after T's death, he was pretty, he's kicking it pretty hard to this group. He's like, I could say fucking anything to them. They'll believe it. And at this point, they were 100% convinced that the end of times were near. Shit. Um, Doe even had a vision that they should start communicating with other people on Earth to try to get more people ready for the next level. So the Heaven's Gate started releasing videos that discuss their doctrine. These are the 12 videos I mentioned earlier, and fuck, they are boring. But interesting also, but they're very, like, just the the phrasing that he uses is so churchy. It's very hard to sit through. Immediate zone out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this makes me want to fucking have crazy ass sex <laughs> this, and rebel this against God. This takes me back in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, take me back. The Heaven's Gate posted articles in the USA Today. There were letters to people. They had ads. You know, they did everything they could to get Heaven's Gate out into the world. In 1994, they even did a cross country tour and they held meetings to discuss their beliefs. You know, they built their website. Um, they posted tons of letters, videos, etc. There, like they were everywhere. But as they were trying to spread their doctrine around the world, Doe was looking for signs for the end of times. 
Yeah. So in October of 1996, Doe and 38 crew members began renting a giant mansion in San Diego. I'm talking 10,000 square feet huge yes. mansion that's what, that, in San that's Diego. That's the cult I want to be in. <laughs> right? Not not in a minute. No, so in I the know, same, I, know, I know what happens. <laughs> in the same month, the group purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members and would pay out I'm, I'm one million per person. I'm sort of into that. Person. That's sort of fun. That's nerdy. I'm like, yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> So for this covers up to a million dollars per person, and this covers cases such as, you know, abduction, impregnation, oh. death by aliens, all the classics that people experience all the time. By I'm aliens. the I'm the bitch that like has the all those insurance policies in their name, and then I act like my balls are cut off. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so around this around this time. Doe released two videos talking about how the world is going to end within the next year or two. And the only way they can be okay is if they join the group and enter the classroom to start preparing to go into the next level. Shit. In March 1997, the comet hale was nearing <laughs> Earth's orbit. <laughs> that doesn't sound real, but it's hale I promise. Chana made that up. <laughs> <laughs> the comet hail bomb, hail dash bomb. NASA made it up. I can think of just some like, <laughs> some like Lady Gaga like house music. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so this Lady Gaga house was nearing Earth's orbit. Um, now this comment. Pause really quick. A few minutes ago, I mentioned how he was like, "Yo." Like, the millennia is going to happen. Like, every 2,000 years, that's the only opportunity for us to, like, go back to the next level or go into the next level because that's, like, 2,000 years ago was Jesus. Yeah. So this hail bop, <laughs> Lady Gaga's banger, um, <laughs> this comet only passes the Earth every 2,000 years. Damn. So Doe was like, this is what we've been waiting for, everybody. Like, this is fucking it. Oh my Behind God. Comet Hale-Bopp is a spaceship that's traveling right in the tail of the comet. And we need to leave our bodies in order to enter it. <laughs> so everyone in Heaven's Gate How was excited. because oh, Jesus. Well, everyone, because they were finally able to evolve and go to the next level. You know, most of these people put 10 to 15 years of their life into this. They were ready. They've been through the classroom they have opened up their vessels. They are ready to be evolved into the next best thing in this universe. Damn. On, so on March 19th through the 20th, 1997, Marshall Applewhite taped himself in a film or in a video called Doe's Final Exit, oh which God. you can watch on YouTube right now. Um, speaking of mass suicide, and in quotes, the only way to evacuate this Earth. Um, after asserting that a spacecraft was trailing comet Hale-Bopp, and that this event would represent, in quotes, the closure to Heaven's Gate. All of his followers then proceeded to record farewell videos. They thanked Doe for everything that he had done for them and talked about how excited they were to evolve. March 21st, the group went out for a final supper. They all went to Marie Calendars. They ordered the exact same thing. They had... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like not fucking 
Cheesecake Factory. They went to motherfucking Marie Callender's. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> If we if we go insane because of coronavirus and start a cult, can we go to like <laughs> the modern equivalent of Marie Callender's before we all commit suicide? We go to like a Chili's for the last supper. Oh We're like, we'll we take to, those fried cheese curds. No, we we go to Applebee's on like the Wednesday oh night God. that there's one dollar uh, uh margaritas. No, or not Long the, Island. Long Island, yeah. <laughs> Oh my, god. oh my god. Maybe that's why they went to Marie Callender's. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't go to Cheesecake Factory. They didn't go to somewhere nice. They went to motherfucking Marie Callender's. They got that muffin basket. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so in for this. <laughs> right? So they all got iced tea to drink. They had dinner salads beforehand with tomato vinegar dressing. They had turkey pot pie for the entree. They had cheesecake with blueberries for dessert. They Not had bad. a whole last supper. Except for fucking Not blueberries. Bad. Fuck you, blueberries. Yeah, except those motherfucking blueberries. <laughs> but uh, Fuck you, the waitresses have like commented about how like happy the group seemed. Like it was like a celebration. Like it oh, was a fuck. That's like the crazy. most joyous occasion because they all really thought. That the next day they were going to evolve, like Pokemon evolve into oh my God. like the best. Imagine being one of those servers and like five days later, like three days later, just like seeing like that. hear that. Oh my god! Yeah. So the next day, March twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. Happy birthday, <gasps> Corey! Happy birthday, me! Thirty nine Heaven's Gate members put on their identical black shirts and sweatpants, their brand new black and white Nike Decades athletic shoes, and their patches on their shirts that said Heaven's Gate Away Team because they felt like they were the away crew from Heaven's Gate. Oh my God! This is they on my s- birthday. Yeah. Oh my they God. They said their final goodbyes before they left their vehicles to go to the next level. So in groups of three, so it goes 15, 15, 9, because there was 39 people. Okay. Over the course of three days, they killed themselves. So group one on the first day, group two on the second day, group three on the third day. Oh, my God. Three is also, three is very significant for Christianity. Yes. For a million reasons. Three days of Jesus' death. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all being reborn into their next level being. So this is very significant. Holy shit. the so last the nine first people did it. Oh my god! Just yeah. imagine being that last group. Oh my you god! You already watched thirty people die. Yeah. So on the first day, group one mixed. Oh god, this chemical name, um, phenobarbital yeah. and hydrocodone with applesauce or pudding, and they wash it down with vodka. After that, they secured plastic bags over their heads <gasps> and they laid on their bot their on the beds as they died. Once all 15 members of that first group were dead, the second group would remove the plastic bags, pose the body on the bed, and then cover their faces with a purple cloth, which is the picture that we have all seen. The second day, group two did the exact same three, uh, the exact same thing. Group three, you know, removed the bag, posed the body, covered the faces, and then on the last day, Doe was in this final group. Um, six of those nine members died, um, and they were taken care of by Doe and the last two remaining people. 
Um, Doe then killed himself and the last two post his body and then proceeded to kill themselves. Oh my God. Those last two were the only ones that did not have a purple cloth covering their faces. Instead, the purple cloth was on their chests. So in total, 39 people, which were consisted of 21 women and 18 men from ages 26 to 72, were dead. And all 18 men were castrated. All, like eight of those men were castrated. That same day... Um, so this was like March 25th, um, FedEx packages began arriving to old Heaven's Gate members, to current Heaven's Gate members that just weren't at the commune at the time, um, even to like BBC, to news sources, all these places. And inside those packages were all the films, they, uh. or all the videos they've recorded, their farewell, their farewell messages, Doe's like hour and a half message about their final exit, letters, things like that. Um among those in the list of people who got the packages was Rio D'Angelo. Um, D'Angelo got the package on the 25th. He went to the San Diego house. He found the back door that was unlocked. He was recording his experience. He walked in, <sighs> saw all the bodies, was in so much shock that he went home and waited a full 24 hours before he even called the police because oh he couldn't even God. understand what just happened. By the time he called police, it wasn't until the 26th, like that evening, um, and so at that point, like bodies were already there. Some bodies were already there for, you know, like f- four days. Some bodies were only there for like a day and a half, but it was a really hot spring in San Diego Ew. and that oh. house didn't have air conditioning. So when the police rolled up, they like opened up the door and just the smell of 30 rotting bodies like hit them. Um, they went through the whole house having to look for survivors, evidence, things like that. Obviously, they didn't find anybody that survived. They found tons and tons and tons of documentation, letters, videos, all the stuff explaining why they killed themselves, why they didn't look at it as suicide, why it was so positive, it was a beautiful thing, etc. And then the police eventually had the 39 bodies um, cremated. Mm. So of other members of Heaven's Gate attempted or successfully committed suicide in the days and weeks following the group's mass suicide. Um, to this very day, two members are still active and keep the uh, keep the website active. You can actually go to heavensgate.com. They're at Marie Calendars, like, every Friday, yeah. like, <laughs> Right? They're like, this is so fun to remember. So you can go to heavensgate.com, watch the videos, read their doctrine, explore their beliefs. There's so much on the website. It's wild. And it literally has not changed since 1997. Like, it's crazy if you look at it. So I'm going to conclude this segment by reading um, their exit press release statement. Um, Corey, edit. You can edit like some of these parts out since it's going long. I'm just going to read the whole thing. No, I'll just so make it edit. long. People are stuck in quarantine. It doesn't matter. Okay. Like they'll probably enjoy a long episode. All right. So to conclude this episode, I'm going to read the um, exit like press release statement that was released um, the day they died. It was written on March 22nd, 1997, the morning of the first group suicide. Happy birthday, Corey. Thanks. So at the very <laughs> top, it says, and you can read this on their website. I didn't like find this off of some like Reddit. I found this like on their fucking website. It's like official. This is what they sent. Um, to be issued to the news media. 
By the time you read this, we suspect that the human bodies we were wearing have been found and that a flurry of fragmented reports have begun to hit the wire services. For those who want to know the facts, the following statement has been issued. And then in giant font, it says, Heaven's Gate away team returns to level above human in distant space. Jesus. This is in San Diego, Diego, California. By the time you, you receive this, we'll be gone. Several dozens of us. We come from the level above human in distant space. And we have now exited the bodies that we were wearing for our earthly task to return to the world from the kingdom whence we came. Task completed. The distant space we refer to is what your religious literature would call the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. We come for the purpose of offering a doorway to the kingdom of God at the end of the civilization, at the end of this age, um, the end of this millennium. We come from that level, that time, that space, and entered this one. And in so doing, we had entered human bodies, which we did for the most part in the mid-70s. Now it's time for us to leave those bodies, which we refer to as vehicles. Um, bodies that we borrowed for the time that were here in parentheses by previous arrangement for this specific task. The task was not only to bring in information about the evolutionary kingdom level above human, but to give us the experience of working against the forces of what the human evolutionary level at this time has become. And while it was a good learning experience for us, it also gave us um, all who have received knowledge from the kingdom and an opportunity to recognize us and this information and to even move out of the human level into the next level or the next evolutionary level, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Oh, that got so churchy for a second. Um, The kingdom of God, the level above human, is a physical world where they inhabit physical bodies. However, those bodies are merely containers, suits of clothes. The true identity of the the individual is the soul or mind slash spirit residing in that vehicle. The body is merely a tool for the individual's use. Um, When it wears out, he's issued a new one. No one enters the kingdom of heaven by trying to live a good life in this world and then thinking that when this world life takes your body, you get to go to heaven. The only time the next kingdom can be entered is when there is a member or members of the kingdom who have come into the human kingdom, incarnated as we have, offering clarification of the information. To get into the discarnate condition just by disconnecting from your body doesn't mean that you're going to go anywhere, whether that loss of body is premature or not. When we step out of our vehicle, we have to know where and who our tour guide, our shepherd, is for what's next. We have to know we can connect with the shepherd whom we trust that we have decided. If that shepherd will have me, I want to continue to be a sheep and I will do everything I can to please that shepherd. Periodically, the next level sends in a representative, a shepherd, um, and offers a graduation class, offers life. Um, out of this evolutionary level into the next evolutionary level, and we are at the end of one of those times. T and Do were the names used by representatives of the next level, the kingdom of God, sent to the surface of this planet to serve as our teachers slash midwives at this time. During a brief window of time, some may wish to follow us. Um, if they do, it will not be easy. The requirement is not only um, believe who the representatives are, Um, But to do as we did, you must leave everything of your humanness behind. That includes the ultimate sacrifice and demonstration of your faith. That is shedding of your human body. If you should choose to do this, logistically, it is preferred that you make this exit somewhere in the area of the west or southwest of the United States. But if this is is not possible, it is not required. You must call on the name of T and Doe to assist you. 
In so doing, you will engage a communication of sorts, alerting a spacecraft to your location where you'll be picked what up the after fuck? the shedding of your vehicle and then taken to another world by members of the kingdom of heaven. Only a member of the next level can give you life um, and can take you out of death, but it requires that you disconnect, separate from the last element holding you to the human kingdom. So we know what we're saying. We know what we're saying. We know it requires a leap of faith, but it's deliberate, designed for those who'd rather take a leap than stay in this world. We suggest that any serious, that anyone serious about considering this go into their most quiet place and ask and scream with all their being, directing them to their highest source that they can imagine beyond Earth's atmosphere to give them guidance. Only those chosen by the next kingdom will know this is right for them and will be given the courage to require oh, the courage required to act. <laughs> so wait, and then it goes through a couple of scriptures. They're they're current they currently encourage people to commit suicide. Yes. Current mood on their web but it's not suicide. It's leaving their bodies leaving their vehicles to then be taken from a spacecraft to the next level to reach that neck to evolve into a better being. To become like a god, like an alien. But they still encourage what is legally defined as suicide. <laughs> yes. Damn. They are 100% encouraging fuck, suicide. Fuck those cunts. So fuck Heavens of Gate. How twisted. It's very sad. That is Heavens Gate, everybody. Damn. Damn is right. So, Shanna, how's your sex life? I don't know. It's quarantine life. Jordan and I are having lots of sex because, you know, it's quarantine life. You lucky bitch. <laughs> other, I'm very lucky. Other than that, though, it's been it's been rough. But it's been rough for everybody because it's just like. I mean, at least you can get your pussy wet. <laughs> that's true. I get my pussy wet. But can my mind get wet? I don't know. It's just very weird because, like, I don't know. Like, even going to the grocery store like i have to like in my head like whenever i go to the grocery store i'm like oh is this the time that i'm gonna oh walk yeah in i i like wash my hands immediately sick. when i get home yeah but it's just it's just such a scary time and like i don't have health insurance and you know they say like the average is thirty four thousand if it gets like severe enough and people our age are now experiencing severe symptoms and yeah. dying yeah it's pretty so much like, everyone oh at this god. point yeah it's pretty much everyone so i was like oh my god like if Corey or i get help like if we get sick like we're fucked like don't take me to the hospital unless i need to no, yeah but also like i want to be part of the numbers so people are like real are realistic with what's really going on yeah. a lot of people you know don't think the numbers i mean there's so many more people that have it than are actually uh reported so it's just, it's just super scary. It's yeah, a very weird time. I agree. But the sex is good. Sex is great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, How's y'all had you, you you told us about your se- your sex life like a couple days ago. Y'all made a passive argue or like a not argument a passive like comment about it, and I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. My my sex life consists of once a day or once every other day being like, oh, I'm really horny, and then I watch some porn. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Ian McGregor, Ian McGregor porn specifically. God damn it, y'all! It, this is this even happened before, like right at the beginning of quarantine. So like you know early March, before I was even really horny because I had sex like a week ago. It, it just Ian McGregor's beautiful. That's all that needs to be. Yeah, said. it's true. He's but the yeah, most beautiful been- man. 
But mm. quarantine's been interesting. It's very this podcast has been fun though, doing it long distance. It's just nice. I miss you so much, Corey. Yeah, same channel. It's like God damn it's it. It's like the I miss you so much. I, I know. Like, it's like the hardest I've laughed in weeks. Yeah, like the second <laughs> quarantine's over, like I'm flying back to y'all for like a whole four days and just spending oh, time yeah. with y'all. And we're gonna like hold hold each other and cry oh, for like I know, one of those right? days. Like, fuck Corona, <laughs> fuck this bitch. <laughs> right, and then Simone's gonna look at you and be like, "I forgive you for being tall." Finally. Yeah, right. <laughs> She'll be like, "You're you are forgiven of your sins," and I'm like, "God, damn, right. thank you, Simone." <laughs> you ascend to heaven. Heaven's gate is real. You're like, I know. holy I'm fuck, like, oh, y'all. Jesus. <laughs> oh Jesus. I'm like Jesus, you're <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mormon Jesus, you're fucked you're up, man. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god wait i had some comments that i wanted to make about stuff i've seen even you know even though i already talked about that for like a billion hours oh yeah do it yeah give me like five seconds okay google drive um you're like porn hub history right i'm like this is what y'all need to watch <laughs> you're like star wars episode one obi one for star jar <laughs> no for some reason like okay like train spotting train spotting e mcgregor is hot he has basically the same haircut minus that, like, you know, that, like, one lock of hair that's, like, the Padawan, you know, lock of hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that it's dorky just, ass hair. Yeah, I know, right? There's just so, like, like, I literally grew up in, like, somebody in our stake, which is, like, a bigger, like, bigger. So, like, for people who are not Mormon, um, your congregation or, like, your your local congregation that goes to, like, your meeting house um, there's usually like two or three that go to the same meeting house at different times in the same or in, in different areas. And then there's like, you know, six or six to eight different congregations that make up a stake. There were three guys in my stake that, that had the Jedi braid that had the Jedi braid. Oh my God. Okay. That was like my entire elementary school oh experience. My God. Like, like seriously. Right. <laughs> like fuck those cunt ass bitches. <laughs> Yeah, Jordan talks about he dated this one girl like seven years ago. Uh-huh. Um, she's he oh yeah he always refers to her as like a mega bitch, but um she had uh, the Jedi braid. She had like a pixie cut and a Jedi braid, and she would put like feathers and shit in her Jedi braid. Oh my god! Are you <laughs> and he was me? like, "Why are you doing this?" She's like, "It's my personal style." She was like rebelling against oh BYU. My god. But the Jedi braid, man, it's so uggo. Oh, it's Why so do it? uggo. So like like I love train spotting Ian McGregor because it's basically just a buzz shaved head, just like hot, and you actually see yeah. him naked. You see his dick in the film. You're welcome. Yes. Um, but just like the Jedi, <laughs> like first episode Phantom of Men- Phantom Menace, like no, like no. Yeah, like not it, cute. Okay, Jedi, what? Yeah. What movies were you gonna? Oh tell my us about? movies. Okay. Um. So I told you about my coronavirus film. So I'm going to tell you about a couple films that I watched in the past two weeks that I like have changed my life. Actually, the first yes. one is like, of course, Train Spotting. Train Spotting is literally like gone into my top five favorite films of my entire life. It's by Danny yes. Boyle. Ian McGregor's in it. It's about him and some other dudes. Um, actually, your favorite dude who is Rumpelstiltskin in Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. My- he is in this film. My and sexual dad love. Exactly. Yes. He is in this film and he is young. It's because it's 1996. He is in this film. Um, it is a beautiful film. It is all about, it's about these um, these young 20-somethings living in, in Scotland. 
and they are addicted to heroin. Except for your actually Rumpelstiltskin guy, I forget his name. He, the actor's name, he is not. He's the only one not on heroin, but everybody else is. And actually, the guy who plays Ethan Hunt in Grey's Anatomy is another one of the minor characters who is in the friend group who does who does uh, heroin. Uh, Ethan Hunt is beautiful in Grey's Anatomy, by the way. Just like dear God, <laughs> 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 like fuck me. <laughs> um, so You're like I'm horny. <laughs> like oh my God, he's so fucking hot. Um, like, like he literally, there's literally there. Oh my God. Channa, there is literally a story. <laughs> there is literally a story, a storyline where Christina Wang, she falls in love with this, uh, like redhead white dude, uh, who is named Ethan Hunt, who is a like triage army, like ER, ER surgeon, just like, and it's just fucking hot. There's literally a storyline where he has PTSD of their fan in their room being the helicopters that he used to operate. And so he would get intense and choke her. <laughs> oh my God. Is his name Owen Hunt? Yeah. Oh, thank, Ethan you. Hunt? thank you. It's not Ethan okay. Hunt. It's Owen. Cause I thought Ethan Hunt and only mission impossible stuff was going thank you. on. Okay. Like, yeah. That's no. Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. That's mission impossible. It's Owen Hunt. Thank you. He, oh, yeah. she, there's literally a storyline where he gets triggered by his PTSD and chokes her out naked in bed. Hot, <laughs> like, hot, hot, hot. Yes, yes, bitch. Come on my chest. <laughs> like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> Grey's Anatomy is made for gay, for gay men and only gay men. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, train spotting literally is this whole like crazy, almost yarn of like these drug addicts just like finding trying to get money and trying to like have a good time in their life in their young 20s and figure out what life life is all about and at the same time figuring out that it's like just about what you want to make it and their whole thing is just like choose life choose something um you need to watch the film i don't want to i don't want to ruin anything I, it, i've seen it oh it is beautiful oh. i like i've always known that i need to watch this film but growing up mormon i had i really had to try to find like our movies. So it's really hard to watch our movies as a Mormon because your parents will not let you watch them. So it's just been hard. And I finally watched it. I like literally one night was just like, I want to fucking watch this film because I want to watch it and I'm ready to watch it. And so I watched it. Um, and it's just like literally has immediately gone into like my top five favorite films of all time. Um, uh, the other three, I'll just say really quickly. Um, Knife Plus Heart is a gay film that I've wanted to watch. It's a giallo film. Literally beautiful. Just like the most sensual, beautiful queer film I've seen in decade or like in a decade. It's beautiful. Go watch it. Knife Plus Heart. Um, the next two are Lady Blurred and Little Women, which have come Aww, out recently. Fun. They've both been uh, directed and written by Greta Gerwig. These are like, like literally like, okay, a hundred percent talking to if you are a queer person and if you or if you are a straight woman, like watch these films. Lady Bird, Little Woman, these are made for you. Like if you're a straight man, you can easily watch these films and you can tune into them and you can find great things in them and you will love this film. But like specifically, if you're a queer person and specifically if you're a woman, like you will love these films. Greta Gertwig just finds the nuances in life and of like a group of young people who love each other and want to support each other and who are going through tough shit and dealing with that. It, they're beautiful. They're beautiful films. Um, last one yes. is uh, a Quentin Tarantino film because his birthday is March 27th. Um, Cute. I watched death. Happy proof. birthday. I watched death proof. For the last oh my time. God. So fun. Oh my God. 
Jenna, it's I cannot so... believe I've never seen this film my entire life. Chris and I were like laughing and cheering for like a whole straight hour. Like I did don't. Did you do wanna... the double? F- did you no. do the double feature? We haven't. D- we didn't do it because it was too much. It was too much. We we're, we're, we might watch that the the uh, one by Robert Rodriguez who did the Faculty. He also directed Planet Terror, which is the double feature of Death Death. Yeah. Proof. Um, we might watch that tonight. Um, like literally after we finish this. Um, but, it's so fun. Oh my god, Death Proof! Like Chris and I were like laughing and cheering like the last straight hour. Like I've never been yeah. so uh, vocal in like the past year or two of my life watching a film. Yes, That's, except Deadpool two. I guess that was a year and a half ago. I guess yeah, but, Deadpool um, two. Oh my god. <laughs> we were like annoying. We were theater. obnoxious, and I love it. <laughs> I've never laughed that hard in my life. I've never but laughed Death that Proof hard is so fun. Oh yeah, you God. have to watch the double feature. You have to watch when did you watch Death Proof? I watched it like so every for a really long time. Um, every summer, I would go spend like a week or two weeks in Huntington Beach yeah. with uh, my aunt and uncle and my cousins. And okay. my aunt Nancy and I would have a movie night every <gasps> single night. Did you and watch she's, it like, with the her? Reason. Yeah. So, like, oh I've seen, God. like, every Quentin Tarantino film with her. Like, she's the one who introduced me to, like, my love of 80s movies and, like, really fun classic horrors. Like, every classic horror movie I watched with her. Fuck yeah. And so, um, oh my one God. summer. I need to see- We've never seen each other. I need to meet her. Yeah, no. Nancy doesn't think you're real. I know. <laughs> yeah. There's that ongoing joke of, like, I've even that one time when we went to California, I was in Yeah, and you car. stayed in her house. <laughs> yeah, you slept, in like, her- in her <laughs> oh my uh did we we did not actually because it's um, fucking anyways. addison fuck him yeah anyways um so one summer like three or four summers ago we had a whole quentin tarantino summer so we watched through like all like the majority of the quentin tarantino movies yeah and so she was like we have to do the double feature like death proof yes. and the other one and so we made like a fuckload of popcorn. We made like we made bunch of cocktails and we watched <gasps> the two movies together and it was so fun. Oh my god, Chenna, she's the best aunt ever. Oh yeah, no, she really is. Oh one time god. we both took edibles together and we tried watching a movie, but we got so stoned that like we didn't realize we didn't know if the movie was actually going or if it wasn't going. Or oh my if the god, sound remember uh, remember when we did shrooms and then we tried to watch Street Spring Breakers? <laughs> <laughs> okay again no oh, i was there don't. and i have no memory you were literally there in that same room and we watched spring breakers <laughs> with like corrupted audio for like 20 minutes <laughs> until somebody was like somebody was like y'all the audio isn't working and we were like it was probably <laughs> me <laughs> it was so funny we literally were listening to like shitty like 10 percent audio for like 20 minutes before somebody was like hey we should try and watch another movie because we're not really watching a movie i love when you're so fucked up that you don't know what's going on it's so wild it's so so fucking wild scary but funny at the same time right you're like i'm having fun but i'm scared but i'm scared oh my god yeah so that's well this has been a blast that's been my life is just like hanging out with chris hanging out with merlin talking to merlin like you know 10 percent more every day he's like basically a human being now and then watching movies that's been my life yeah the cats have been up all up on my clit just to get so much i know they're like been also up on my clit are they like action so like question like are the cats talking to you more 
Simone talks to me, you know, constantly. Yeah, like, I, you look at been Simone, a she's like, always. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's like, she probably when she's awake. Oh, she's like literally just woke up and meowed right next to me. But um, when she's awake, like she's talking ninety percent of the time. Hell yeah. S'mores talks. She's been talking about the same. It's just hard because like they're they're both very talkative kitties, so I oh, can't cute. really tell like. But have but they? Mer- like, that's so cute, Merlin. Have they been talking more. more or like engaging more with y'all since you've been home? The cats have been glued to me because I'm home a lot more than Jordan is because he has to go to the he, Yeah, he still, still has semi the same day. Yeah. Yeah, but like the cats, both of them just will not leave my side. And like Simone could be in dead sleep and I'll get up and go somewhere. <gasps> and she's like, okay, where are we going? She's like, like gets up, follows me, <laughs> bites my ankles, being like, where are we going, mom? Gets mad that I woke her up. They're so intense right now. It's because we're just home Cute. and they yeah. don't know what to do. No, yeah, Merlin's been like more talkative. And, like, I feel like every two days he gets, like, 10% more talkative. And then he, like, even, like, today it's, like, capped at him just being, like, oh, yeah, like, when y'all two talk to each other and, like, when Chris and I have a conversation, he'll, like, start meowing. That's so cute. It's so cute. It's so scary, but it's so cute because he's, like, oh, yeah, like, y'all are like me because y'all are almost always home. Like Chris, I'll, especially I'll, Chris is always home because he works from home and he's home. Yeah, it's so funny. I'll give you, I'll give you some very depressing advice. Oh no! Um, record it, record it while it's happening because one day you won't be able to. Oh, so that's like the thing we, I learned from Toulouse oh, is like booty. you have to record so many moments. So record it with Merlin so you I guys should, can look back I on it. Like Mer- cute. Oh, booty, booty be so cute right now. He'd be so on little you. booty. Oh my god! Oh, my I god. have. I have a story, actually, oh my God, yes. a, a, a ghost story from the past few weeks. Um, so it was like a week and a half. Well, I mean, time with the quarantine. Who knows? It was like it might have been yesterday. For oh, my God. Who I'm, knows? Pretty sure was, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a week and a half ago. Um, I was like dead asleep and Jordan woke up early because he went to sleep way before me. Um, so he woke up at like, let's say six thirty-seven, and he was wide awake petting the kitties cause s'mores was asleep on his chest. Simone was in his nook. Like it was Aww. a totally like beautiful morning. Um, and then he heard Toulouse's collar in the living room and he was like, it like alerted him, but then it alerted the cats. Like both <gasps> cats like woke up and like shot up cause they heard the collar. No. And then Jordan like looked towards the door and out of the corner of his eye, like he saw like, like a little like like he saw like Toulouse like in his corner of his eye and stuff like right there and I was like dead asleep not knowing this no and I woke up and he like told me he's like me and the kitties like heard and saw like <sighs> Toulouse like Toulouse was here oh, like with us so it was so like sweet because I was like oh he doesn't want to miss out on the quarantine snuggles because this is Toulouse's kink me oh no like literally Toulouse would be like yes I won life like this is what I yeah. wanted yeah so it it was very sweet so that was like our supernatural thing is we like jordan like it'd be one thing if he just heard it but the fact that both cats like shot up and looked at the living room like what the fuck was that noise and simone like recognizes his his bell sound and stuff so it was like yeah like simone would know yeah he was he was the best but but he was here like he was 100 percent here this past week and it was very nice for me and simone i'm sure and s'mores Booty. So that was my, that was my quarantine experience so far. Yes. Oh, and sad news, my nails are off. Everybody, I know. I'm no oh my god, Jenna. Jenna, I saw that. I saw that picture, and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's mad. I'm mad because Jordan can't get scratches anymore, and my oh, nails are so yeah. thin and brittle that like 
I can barely grab anything. Do they so hurt? Thin Are right they like now. very tender? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it feels like I just have an exposed nail bed. It's Ooh. awful. Ooh. Anyways. Okay. I'm very. I. Yeah. We gotta end. Yeah, let's end. It's at three hours. <laughs> three hours and twelve minutes. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed quarantine episode yeah. number. What episode is it? Sixty-two. I think it's sixty-two. Sixty-two. And our question for you guys is. Anyways. How's your sex slash quarantine vida? <laughs> oh. oh, getting by. Oh, we're spi- we're spicing it up. We're spicing it up. Okay, guys. Yes, we love you guys. We'll love see you, you next week. Bye. Bye.